Hello and welcome to Retrospection, a ramshackle jog through a film or TV show of yesterday. My name's Colin, and it's sex for breakfast and death for dinner. My favourite meal. Which one? Breakfast repeats a bit on me, but death is <laughs> Go on. Alright, and I'm Paul, and it looks like we're going down together. In this episode, we're taking a look at Pierce Brosnan's final turn as James Bond in the 20th outing for the British spy in Die Another Day from 2002. While Bond is trying to track down a traitor in MI6, he uncovers a plot to invade South Korea by using a satellite superweapon which can harness the power of the sun and destroy the demilitarized zone. That sounds exciting. Well, it does. Did you watch this I one? Oh, yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, I did, okay. yeah. Good. Besides Pierce Brosnan, the film also stars Halle Berry as Jinx Johnson. <laughs> Rosamund... you're, you're, taking, you're taking a breath there, Colin. <laughs> Rosamund Pike as Miranda Frost, Toby Stevens as Gustav Graves, Rick Yoon as Zhao, Judy Dench as M, John Cleese as Q. John Cleese yeah. replaces Desmond Llewellyn, who unfortunately had died a couple of years earlier in a car crash. And we all suffered for it. I mean, I mean, it's sad he died. I mean, you know, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, and we'll get to it. Yeah. The wrong cue. We all, we all got stuck with the wrong cue. You're stuck in the wrong cue. Oh, I don't, I don't want to be stuck in the wrong cue. That's just Colin. <laughs> <laughs> also stars Michael Madsen as Damien Falco in a completely pointless role. <laughs> you know what? I completely forgot he was in this movie. Well, I had gone the other way. I thought he was in it more than what he actually was. Yeah, well, it's easy. I can understand that because I, I, I forgot he was in it and then I forgot he was in it again as I was watching the movie. Yeah. The film is written by Neil Purvis and Robert Wade and directed by Lee Tamahari. Oh, what a good job he did. Mm-hmm. Marvellous. Die Another Day was released in time to celebrate Bond's 40th anniversary, hence why there are so many callbacks in the film. Oh, there are, there are a lot of them, aren't there? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. believe it or not, it was also the largest box office grossing Bond film until Casino Royale in 2006. That's mind-boggling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. really is. Oh, we shouldn't say too much, I suppose. No, you shouldn't. Good movie yeah. anyway. It's a great film. Roger Moore didn't like this movie, you know. No, he thought the invisible car was a step too far. <laughs> For one of his movies, it would have fitted perfectly. Well, even he said, like, even 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 though I went into space, the invisible car is a step too far. Hmm, I think we could discuss that. Yeah. So any more production points, or should we just hear the trailer? Oh, give us the trailer. Here we go. Bond. James Bond. Just in time for the fireworks. Got your attention. I may want you to know James Bond. You'll light the fuse on any explosive situation. Tell me the diamonds. Don't blow it all at once. You're suspicious of graves, or I wouldn't be here like that. Orphan working in an Argentinian dam mine. Makes a huge find in Iceland and gives half of it to charity. My friends call me James. My friends call me James Bond. Why? Wow. Now there's a mouthful. Love watching you flail around in your ignorance. It's been fun. Well, the fun is about to come to a dead end. Your new transportation. Aston Martin, call it the Vanquish. We call it 
the vanish. Oh, very good. The Western spy runs, but he cannot hide. Well, it seems you've become useful again. Maybe it's time you let me get on with my job. Oh, this is where they keep the old relics, eh? Wish so. Voila! You know, you're cleverer than you look. Still better than looking cleverer than you are. Who said you? Your mama. Where you're going, I'll get us back. I take it Mr. Bond's been explaining his Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I think I got the thrust of it. Must you touch everything? Like to show me more? Sure. No! Lock down the pieces and closing. Like we're going down together. Not yet. Die another day. Well, that tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it? Certainly does. Pierce Brosnan didn't like this movie either, did he? Now, did he not like it while he was making it and read the script, or did he only not like it after he'd been fired? This is true, isn't well, not it? Fired, I mean, he fired, but let go, I should say. I know he he talks a lot in interviews about how he always wanted he 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 was kind of pushing for a more grounded and gritty kind of James Bond movie. Yeah. And, and then I think he was slightly miffed when uh, they fired him and then went that way anyway. Yeah. Well. But yeah. it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Whatever we may say or may not say about this movie later, it, it's not his fault. No, I don't have a problem with Pierce Brosnan at all as James Bond. No, I've always, no, no. I've he's... always said that Brosnan is better than the films that he got. Absolutely, it's just it's unfortunate the material he was given to work with sometimes. I yeah. Think. Yeah. So we begin with the MGM logo. Raw. Beautifully done. And we have I think to... that's what you were waiting for, isn't it? <laughs> I'm always waiting for a raw. <laughs> I'll give you another one. Raw. All right, too many. Oh, we have the gun barrel sequence, and this is the first. One, and only one, to show a bullet leaving the gun and firing to the screen. Yeah, that was a bit strange. Yeah. And what's with the, the really jazzy um, drum section over the top of it as well? <laughs> you say jazzy, I say it sounds like a drunk drummer falling down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does a bit, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you gave me a couple of sticks and said, there you go, fill your boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. So we open at night time and surfboarders appear under a huge wave and are joined by two other surfboarders. And now this is a nice opening. Yeah, but there's got to be easier ways for these people to get to this place, isn't there? Well, they're coming in under radar. They can't be, they don't want to be seen. So Surfboard, they're surfing. Surfing? Surfing? It I mean, looks... It's not the easiest thing to do, is it? Well, let's be honest. When has James Bond done anything easy in the opening sequence? Remember GoldenEye where he abseiled head first down a dam surely there's an easier way to get into that dam than that way yeah yeah i, I suppose you're right there yeah he likes... i just thought it just seemed odd at the time when i was you know i just thought it's gotta be an easier way no no bond likes an entrance are we gonna do that we're gonna do that aren't we all the way through this Have to, right. don't we it's the rules <laughs> oh are we setting a challenge all right then. <laughs> so we see guards patrolling the beach and then the mm -hmm. surfers sneak along and Bond removes his goggles, and one of the soldiers destroys a jamming device while Bond pulls out a dagger and a small radar dish unfurls. Mm -hmm. Now, I kind of love the colours of the opening of this film because they're all like steely blue and greys. They're really cold colours. 
Yeah, I mean, it look, the, the whole film looks really nice. It's shot mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. 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 We see a helicopter receiving a cost correction, and it makes a detour. And then Bond and his colleagues remove the wetsuits. As their helicopter lands, they approach, and a man gets out, and he's annoyed. What is this? Bond puts a gun to his head. And they're dressed very much like each other. Bond takes his briefcase, and then with a grin, takes his sunglasses. Yeah, I thought I thought the smile when he puts the glasses on. That was a nice touch. That was very Bond-esque, I thought. That's one of the things that Pierce Brosnan does a lot, is that he looks like he's enjoying himself. Yeah, I think he is, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's all, he always wanted to play Bond, didn't he? That's true, yeah. I mean, and I suppose if you, you get so close at one point in your career and then you miss out, you know, you never think you probably... He probably thought that was his chance and he, and he missed it. So to, to, to finally get it a few years afterwards, he, he's going to milk it for all he's worth. Yeah, I mean, I, I know exactly what that's like. When I, when I got those auditions for being a showgirl in Vegas one day, I just, just missed it, just, just by a little. I'm glad I missed it. <sighs> anyway, about the helicopter... Nobody wants to see that, Colin. Everybody wants to see it. You grease, greased up, sliding down a pole. There's no people of other nationalities there. Do you know what I knew? I knew, and as soon as I said it, I thought to myself, that's where he's going. All right. Aboard the helicopter, <laughs> Bond opens the briefcase and takes out a layer of diamonds and places some C4 explosives inside, and then he replaces the layer of diamonds. Do you think C4 really is labelled with a massive C4 on it? I think it... I, I would think so. Wouldn't it be convenient? I mean, what else would it say? Explosive? Bomb? <laughs> Boom? Bomb. <laughs> no, I just, I just, I, I didn't mean it in a, in a silly way. I just, I just always wondered when, you know, because in movies you always see mm-hmm. C4 and it's, all, it's always labelled with great big letters, C4. It's helpful to have your explosives labelled. I suppose, I suppose. It just makes me think of um, Roadrunner. Right, right. You want, it would have been more amusing if you opened the briefcase and it was all labelled Acme. <laughs> Acme Bomb Company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd like that. Uh, meanwhile, trucks arrive at Colonel Tan Sun Moon's HQ in the demilitarized zone of North Korea. Moon is training with a punching bag. When his soldiers open the bag, a body falls out. That's what teach you to lecture me, he says. That's his anger therapist. No, he's, he's doing Kung Fu because he's Korean. He's doing martial arts because that's what the training is. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is, is there a Korean martial art? I'm sure there probably is. I, I'm just asking. I don't know. I, I'm sure there I, is. I, I just felt in some ways that the movie was kind of giving you just a, sh- a bit of a shorthand. I wasn't sure whether this was vaguely inappropriate or not. Don't you like you know the idea of the person being in the bag, though? It's a body bag. He's oh, that's a nice idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, let, let's let's not focus on the negatives all the time, Paul. Let's focus on some of the positives this film achieves. Is that what I'm doing? Yes, oh, Mr. I, negative. I do apologize. I do apologize. I'll try and be more positive. Thank you. I'll say something nice soon. All right. So I like that that the bag opens and the body falls out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the helicopter with Bond lands at Moon's HQ. Mm-hmm. And Moon's second-in-command, Zhao, takes a picture of Bond and transmits it to somewhere we don't know where. And we see that Moon has a collection of modern cars, and he asks to see the diamonds, and Bond asks to see the weapons. And yeah. we see military hovercrafts with missiles and machine guns appear. Moon can use these to get over the minefields. Yeah, I thought that was a nice idea. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there I wonder you whether go. it would Mr. really Positive's work. Positive's turned up. Yeah, I'm here now. Hey, I'm back in, back in the game. Um, I wonder whether that would work. Do you think? Don't know. In reality. Not I mean, so. hovercrafts. Do they? Do they actually hover? They don't really hover off the ground, do they? Yeah. They're not like land speeders from Star Wars. Are they? Well, they don't like. No, not that high, but they do. Yes, there's a cushion of air underneath them. And it's a very light touch, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay, I'll go with it. Nice. All right. So Moon takes the diamonds and has an expert check them over. Don't blow it all at once, says Bond. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Zhao receives information about Bond's real identity, and he tells Moon. Moon shows Bond a rocket launcher by blowing up the helicopter that brought him. It's not a very secret, secret service, is it? That you can just call up this, uh, whatever it is. Did they have the internet back in 2002? You, you realise he's calling the traitor. Yeah, but I didn't know that at the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're giving stuff away. Well, there I am, trying to why, make a glib comment. Why bring you know it up? What I mean? <laughs> why bring it up if you know you're wrong? Because it, I'm, I'm not jumping ahead. Oh, you pretend to be the idiot? Isn't that what I always do? No pretending. <laughs> oh, it was like leading a horse to water, that was. <laughs> I like a donkey. <laughs> Eeyore, go on. <laughs> How do you propose to kill me now, Mr. Bond? Uh-oh, now Bond knows his cover is blown. I, I did like the Mr. Bond line. I always love a Mr. Bond line in, in, in these movies. Yeah, it is good. And Moon gets a message to his father. The general is on the way. The general is concerned about the fire, the explosion from the helicopter. Mm-hmm. For some reason, Moon panics. He wants to get everything away before his father arrives. Moon boards a hovercraft and tells his men to kill Bond. Maybe, maybe this, to him, is like being caught in your room by your dad, doing something you shouldn't do. Like what? Uh, watching this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'll be... <laughs> you see I... what I did there? I don't know. I got a feeling that dads would like this movie if they watched oh, it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bond is watching the jeweler examine the diamonds. Bond twists his watch and the C4 explodes, blowing the diamond examiner's rocks off. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> you really put some work into this, haven't you? I should write Bond films. <laughs> well, not the whole thing, just these little one-liners. <laughs> well, trust me, the new ones really need them. I know, being, you'll be reading the credits and it'll be innuendos, bye. <laughs> be like, it's me. <laughs> yeah, but the problem would be, though, I mean, Sid James couldn't deliver them, could he? That's true. That's mm. true. Yeah, that's a good point. So the explosion knocks the soldiers and Zhao over, and in the confusion, Bond steals one of the hovercrafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know this actually? Pierce Brosnan injured himself in this scene. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was. He jumped onto the hovercraft, and his knee went out, and he had to be flown to California because this was filmed in the UK for knee surgery, and they had to stop filming for seven days while he recovered. Uh, isn't that the first instance of of? The leading actor in a Bond movie actually getting hurt. I wondered about that. I don't remember Roger Moore ever. Maybe he stubbed a toe or something, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember any others, but definitely Daniel Craig and Pierce Brosnan have been to hospital a few times during filming. Yeah. 
I mean, more, more was um, very much a, oh, let the stuntman do it. Yeah, it? I would think so. Yeah. And you and, and they wouldn't take the risk with Connery because he'd just sue him. Yeah, I know Dalton did his own stunts. Like yeah, he's Dalton. He's, he's tough, though. Yeah. He's a man. He is indeed. <sighs> oh, that, was, that was a bit weird, a little, wasn't it? A little sexual frustration there. Oh, he's great. You know he's great. In, right. so then Bond chases Moon while firing submachine guns from the hovercraft and other hovercrafts chase Bond now Moon they're the fire... worst shots in the world aren't they uh, mm, have you ever been in a hovercraft no but I, and I've never fired a gun either but they still so, look two bad. things you've not done trust me right. you point the hovercraft one way it goes the other direction well, have you done it then oh I'm always driving hovercrafts and firing machine guns <laughs> That's how I get to work in the mornings. It's tough over there, Paul. It's tough. Is it? Wow. I knew New York was a dangerous place, but I didn't know how dangerous. There you go. But then again, you know, there's not much call for a hovercraft in Reading. Not really, no. Not really, no. Not yet. Global warming will soon change that. It, it would help me get over all those potholes that I keep mentioning. <laughs> so they still that. haven't fixed, by the oh, way. Okay. Just to let you know. Just the update on the potholes, just I'm for everyone. sure people care. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Bloody council. Moon fires at Bond, but he avoids the grenades. And Moon uses a flamethrower, but Bond is faster. Bond fires his gun at the mines. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, Bond no. is faster. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Right. Moon uses a flamethrower, but Bond avoids its roaring fire. He's roaring fire. Is that better? Yeah, yeah it's all right. Okay. Bond fires his gun at the mines, exploding them near the enemies. With Moon behind Bond, he crashes the hovercrafts together. Bond boards Moon's craft, and they start to fight. They start to start to fight. They yes. start to whack each other. They what? Whack each other. Whack. Yeah. All right. I, I, that took well, me a bit, to, a bit. I had a moment then, but that's okay. Whack. Yeah, you never been whacked. <laughs> um, where are we going with this? <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've been the thwacky and I've been thwacked. Thwacky? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a word. I've just made that word up. I like his films. What, thwack? Thwacking Phoenix. Oh dear me! <laughs> you started it. I, d I did not. As Moon is about to kill Bond, Bond speeds up the hovercraft and it smashes through a cliffside and over a waterfall. Moon falls to his death, and we hear the temple bell ringing. Bond is hanging from it. He drops to safety, saved by the bell. Do you... What do you think about these lines? I like that one. Yeah, I kind of like them as well, but I don't know. Do you think they're, they're slightly more used in this one compared to the other Brosnan movies? It's it, Yeah, it's not at this point. It's conversations with a certain person are entirely made up of innuendos. There's no yeah, actual conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah. That's weird. Because even Moore didn't do that. He, yeah. He'd throw them in every so often, but they weren't... They didn't base whole 
scenes around them, did they? No, no. Mm. As he looks over the waterfall, moons further, the general arrives with soldiers and they take Bond prisoner. Bond is dragged into the jail and tortured by being dunked in water as a female guard watches on. So what did you think of the opening? The pre-credit sequence I thought was really good. I thought the um, the chase on the hovercraft was really, really good. Um, there's some, some, some good lines from Bond. Um, and it felt classic Bond in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get to this, this, this thing of Bond being captured and tortured. Yeah. And this is this is something that we'd never seen before. Right. We'd never seen Bond like this. Nope. And and you're really excited. You think this is going somewhere. What are we? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And we get this the is... uh, torture sequences during the credits. And that again, you know, he's being he's being um, dunked in cold water. He's being beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of stuffs happening right. to him. This is going to scare him. I mean, this is this is going to be interesting to see how he recovers from this. It's going to take him ages. Yeah, and I think this is the first time the credits have actually pushed the narrative further along, right? Rather than yeah, being yeah. totally abstract. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good credit sequence. Yeah, it is. Not too sure about the CGI um, scorpions, but we'll let that one go. Okay, and we get the theme song by Madonna, Die Another Day. Yeah, okay. So where do you want to go with that? It's not great, is it? No. I mean, I, I mentioned it to you before that the percussion in this just sounds like somebody slapping the face. <laughs> That'll be the broccolis when they heard it. They must have liked it. And it, it, it also, I think it got a raspberry for worst song and was Oscar nominated in the same year. Well, that's par for the course, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, you know, you, you know when you listen to your... Um, your uh, James Bond um, theme album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always the one you skip, isn't it? I'm, I'm picturing it now. I'm leaning back. I'm wearing my smoking jacket. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've got my martini shaken, got... not stirred. Yeah. Uh, 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 but you kind of ruin it because you've got your slippers on, but we'll let that one go. It's ruined it because they've also got bunnies on them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said bunnies. Um, the and it's Ewok slippers. Ewok sli- slippers. That's yeah. better. Yeah. It, you skip it, don't you? Yeah, you would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not great. No. And it, and it and she, she, it doesn't help that she turns up later as well. Madonna. Well, we'll deal with that when we get to it. Yeah, we'll deal with that then. So the credits finish, and we open with Bond. He's long-haired, uh, beard. He's badly beaten, and he's he's dragged to a chair and. General Moon orders the guards to leave. Yeah. Moon tells Bond that his people have abandoned him. But he says it doesn't matter anymore. It's out of his hands. And the guards come in and drag Bond away. And we, we also learn it's, this has been 14 months that he's been in jail for. I mean, this is this is outstanding stuff. I've never seen... You've never seen this in a Bond movie. I mean, he's clearly... He's been tortured. Um, How is he going to recover? I mean, it's, this could change him forever. So what are you laughing at? I just see building this up. I know where you're going. So sarcastic. <laughs> well, you wonder, you know, they, have they broken him? No, you don't. It's a James Bond film. You would do in the, in the new ones. Yeah. We got that, to it. Sid James would break, wouldn't he? He would. Yeah, as soon as Hattie came on screen. <laughs> when she did what? <laughs> I'm not. That's disgusting. 
I don't how, remember that. How dare you say that about a Hattie? <laughs> I've said a lot worse. Yeah, that's true. That's why we're not that popular. We cut to a militarized bridge shrouded in fog. The yeah. general tells it's, him we've it's what? shrouded in fog. Shrouded in fog. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's up with that? No, it, it, it was a tongue twister. I just wanted to see if you could say it again shrouded really fast. Shrouded in fog? Shrouded in fog. Yeah, shrouded in fog. Oh, okay. The general tells him we have reached the end. He says, you took away my son. Bond replies that your firing squad should have done the job for him. Moon mm-hmm. doesn't refute this. He hoped that a Western education would help him become a bridge for the world. Become a bridge? Become a bridge? That's what he actually says. He'd help him become a bridge for the world. I oh, know. I thought you meant literally a bridge. Are you going to interrupt me every sentence to make fun? I'll try not me, to. Are you going to let me finish a sentence? You I'll try not. Up. I'll try not. <laughs> it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you, know, you, you say something and it, and it, 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 it strikes a chord. Yeah. Just remember, you're doing the next one. Oh, shit, yeah. Go on, continue. I won't say a word. <laughs> you hoped that a Western education would help his son become a bridge for the world, but all it did was corrupt him. Moon wants to know who his son's ally was in the West, who made him betray his country and his name. Same person who betrayed me, Bond replies. Moon makes Bond turn around, and the soldiers take aim, as if they're in a firing squad. Moon orders Bond to start walking along the bridge. The soldiers... Now, I've got cocked their weapons, but I know who I'm dealing with, so I'm going to change that. The soldiers ready their weapons, but as Bond turns around... Yeah, because that, that sounds a lot better, Colin. <laughs> the soldiers ready their weapons, but as Bond turns around, he sees them leaving. A voice tells Bond to keep moving, and he slowly walks along the bridge. He's been traded for Zhao. No, I thought it was interesting. You actually get the sense that, probably for the first time, that Bond's actually quite frightened here, isn't he? I think he, he, he thinks he's going to die. Yeah. Yeah, he seems and he, and he can't see a way out. Normally, mm-hmm. you know, he's looking around. He, he he can't see a way out. Right. He's got no gadgets. He's got no gadgets. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing he can he can pull out of his ass at the last second. You oh, know, unless that's where he's got his gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> the one place they should have searched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, you actually, it's a it's a good performance from Brosnan in this in this scene. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all it all feels um, strangely topical as well, doesn't it? All this Korean stuff. Yeah, it does. What did it today? So Bond walks into South Korea, and we see Damien Falco and Charles Robinson, played by Colin mm-hmm. Salmon, watch Bond approach. Look at him, says Falco. You'd think he was some kind of hero. Ah, uh, Michael Madsen. Mm. He'd kill to be in a movie like this today, wouldn't he? He would. Yeah, I, I, I saw him recently um, in, in a film, and this was probably a film that was made a good 10 years ago called Blood Rain. Okay. R-A-I-N or R-E-I-G-N? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was a, um, one of those based on a um, computer game movies, straight oh. to DVD, and about a female um, vampire slayer person in a, in a sort of like fantasy world. And I'm pretty sure that he's drunk through most of the movie. Mm-hmm. How, most of the time he's leaning against something he's either leaning against a wall or leaning against another actor you know you really shouldn't make fun of someone for that because that's how you get through these podcasts <laughs> I'm not leaning that's true 
There's no one propping you up yet. I'm, I'm sat in a very comfy chair. Mm-hmm. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. So suddenly somebody pushes a syringe into Bond's shoulder and knocks him out, and then they place him on a stretcher. Mm-hmm. And then we see Bond in a medical facility, and they're running through the chemicals that are now in his body, scorpion venom. And then a voice says, liver not too good. It's definitely him then. It's either him or it's me. Yeah. Fade to black. <laughs> it's all a bit high tech, this. I was waiting for him to pull out a back to tank. Yeah, a lot of yeah, futuristic yeah. gear. I wonder if I can get one of these on the NHS. No, I think you're past it. Well, I know I'm past it. A door opens and M steps in. She makes the other medical staff leave. Bond is on a bed. She welcomes him back in a tone that suggests otherwise. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Bond gets up and walks over to her, he knocks, and we realize there's a glass barrier between them. And I kind of like the way they reveal the glass barrier because you can't see it. No, it looks like she's just standing in the room with him, yeah. doesn't it? Until yeah. he knocks on it. Mm-hmm. She says that if she had her way, he'd still be in North Korea. The price for letting Zhao go was too high. Zhao had been caught while trying to blow up a peace summit. Three Chinese agents were killed. Now he's free. She reveals that the top American agent in the North Korean high command was killed a week ago and the Americans intercepted a message about it coming from the prison holding Bond. They think it was him that revealed the information. He was the only inmate. They think he was hemorrhaging information and they had to get him out. What do you think? asked Bond. She opens the glass door and steps in. She says with the drugs he was given he wouldn't know what he was saying, but Bond denies it. He says it was identified out there and that Moon had a partner in the West. That's irrelevant, says M. Bond says it's not because the same man that set him up has set him up again to get Zhao out and he's going after him. No, he also says that he, um, you know, that, that, that he's quite upset that she would think that he, he might have given stuff up. Mm-hmm. And he says, I know the rules, you know, no deals. Right. And she says, you, what about your cyanide? You should have taken your cyanide. And he says he, he threw that away a long time ago. Why do you right. think he did that? Do you think it's because he just knows deep down he'd never break? Yeah, and that he's going to die by being killed rather than killing himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was an interesting line that, the, to say that he'd done that. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but I like the fact that M's all very professional. I never quite buy into this whole... You know, in, in the in the, the the more recent Bond movies, she's more like she's his mum. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I know that that that's kind of what the M is anyway, isn't it? But um, she's not his mum. Right. She, she's his boss, yes. and and he's a tool. Oh, steady on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's a very fine tool, but he's still a tool. Yeah. No, you you, know. I, I agree with you. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. So M rescinds his 007 status and says the only place he's going is the reevaluation center in the Falklands. Ooh, that's harsh. Send him back to Korea. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to the Falklands? I've seen pictures. Don't want to go. <laughs> Bear in mind, have you see, just seen pictures during the war? I mean, I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't a nice place then. It's just, and the people outnumbered by penguins. You, I hope we haven't got any listeners in the Falklands. Probably penguins. All, all, all the views about the Falklands that, that are currently being expressed in the podcast are Colin's and not mine. I'm sure it's a very beautiful place. <laughs> oh, no, he's backtracking. <laughs> <laughs> when there's listeners on the line. Oh, yeah. 
I got the measure, I know. <laughs> M says he's no use to anybody now, and he's basically still a prisoner. Bond watches her leave. And I like it, he bangs his head against the glass. I mm. kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the moment where he, he, he decides what path he's going to take now, doesn't he? Yeah, and he hears the heart rate monitor. And he lays down and concentrates, reliving the torture in an attempt to bring his heart rate down to a cardiac level. Yeah. What? People can do that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Alarm That's all sound. I'm saying. All okay. I'm saying. Nurses and two doctors rush in. They defib him. His heart rate races. He grabs the defib and shocks the two doctors. And I thought he killed out. them. No, he just shocked <laughs> him. Let's, let's, let's assume he didn't kill him. He's not like killing <laughs> random people. That's what I thought. I thought they're just doctors. They're not bad guys or anything. He just killed them. No, he just shocked them. They're all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine if, then. If anything, they're better than they were before. <laughs> <laughs> they got a new lease on life. Yeah. All right. Okay. Shocking. Gary, go on. <laughs> I don't think I can. I should have said it with a Sean Connery-esque accent, shouldn't I? Shocking. What? What? I don't know what that was. (laughs) I went Welsh, didn't I? Yeah. Shocking, boy. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, that was... Yeah, all right. Wow. Let's just just skip that. (laughs) I'm checking out, says Bond. (laughs) Relevantly. Mm-hmm. And it turns out this medical facility is on a ship in Hong Kong Harbor. And as Bond escapes, we get a musical cue from Dr. No. We do, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. He jumps into the water, and we cut to a dock, and Bond climbs out, and it's the Hong Kong Yacht Club. He's remarkably strong for a man who's been tortured for 14 months, isn't he? Yeah. I'm just trying to think, do we know how long he was in the hospital for? This is true, yeah. I suppose that they 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 fed him up in the hospital as well because he's looking quite. Um... Yeah, a few bottles of Lucasade, some grapes. How do you know how the NHS works? You haven't <laughs> lived here for a long time. <laughs> I used to work for him. Ah, right. Yeah, I'm saying nothing. Yeah. So <laughs> he enters the hotel, dripping in water, his uh, pajama top open, and you hear a very English voice in the background go, "That man's got no tie." <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. At reception, he says, uh, My usual suite, please. And the concierge asks for a credit card. But the manager recognizes Bond and steps in to help. And the, bon- the manager's called Chang. Bond asks for a suit, some food, and a bottle of Bollinger. Wouldn't you love to do that? Walk into a hotel just wearing my pajamas, soaking wet <laughs> with it open from the top. I don't think I look like Pierce Brosnan, but. <laughs> And just get what you want. And just get what I want. I just walk in and go, I'd like a suit, uh, some food, and a bottle of Bollinger, please. Why are you and, calling and... the police? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, get get your arms off me. <laughs> How dare you? Why are you pushing me to the door? <laughs> I'll have your job, you know. I like I like as you're getting more and more posh as, you, as you're being forced out and arrested. Well, he's putting more of an act on. <laughs> I just thought it'd be nice just to get, you know, just to be able to walk into a place and get what you want straight away. Uh huh. You should try yeah. it one day. 
or in pajamas. I don't know. I don't think anyone would take you seriously in your Star Wars pajamas. <laughs> With the top open. <laughs> <laughs> I've just killed him. <laughs> so, so Bond shaves, uh, the doorbell sounds, and a masseuse steps in. So can I just say, we're now mm-hmm. 30 minutes in, aren't we? Yeah. We've had the really good opening. We've had we've had the torture. Yep, we've had yep. him coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm really excited about the fact that, you know, it's probably changed his character for life, what he's been through. Mm-hmm. But now 30 minutes in, we're back to Bond just looking like Bond again. It's he's looking Bond like film. Bond. It's a Bond film. I know it's a Bond film, but come on. It's not Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, come on. There should be some kind of repercussion, character-wise, shouldn't there? Yeah, he's got a twitch. You don't notice? He's got a twitch? Yeah. He's just the right eye slightly flutters. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Bond puts his arms... You don't in. agree with me, then? Um, you don't think more of this could have been made? Probably. It's just not that kind of film, though. I mean, would you really yeah. want to see a Bond film with him just moping around going, oh, my leg hurts? No, I was thinking a bit more than that. You know, a bit more... All just depressed. a bit more an edge. Just sitting you know, at the buckies, looking at the horses. Because no, he can't do his job. He's no good anymore. Wondering where his pension's going. Drinking <laughs> steadily. Until the film ends with him sitting alone, unable to fi- pay for his heating bill because the government won't fund him anymore. And just dying in his sleep. And his own vomit. Is that the That's, kind of Bond film you want? I don't know, but that would be a, gr- a great uh, Mike Figgis Bond movie, wouldn't it? I'm telling you, that's what you want, right? That's what you're looking for. Just just Bond shivering in his cold flap, trying to warm himself in a hot water bottle. Because you know that the Tory government, they won't pay him any benefits. No, of course not. Oh, no, see? Yeah. Political, political. Bond puts his arms around her. I'm not that kind of masseuse. And then Bond pulls a handgun out that was strapped to her leg. I'm not that kind of customer, he says. Yeah, that's that's quite a cool moment. Yeah. And then he throws the ashtray through the mirror. It smashes, revealing a camera crew and a manager. I mean, there's like a full production team behind this mirror. <laughs> Isn't there a sound, a sound guy holding a boom? No, but I... <laughs> it, it is almost like that. It's like there's a full... There's like a casting director... Yeah, makeup artist. And it's a small room as well. They're all <laughs> squashed, oh, yeah, into, they're all squashed little... into that little place. And it turns out the manager's a Chinese agent. Bond offers him a deal. He says that Zhao killed three of your men. Get me into North Korea and I'll take care of him. What's in it for you, asked Chang. The chance to get even. Zhao has information I need. He hands over the gun he took from the masseuse. Did you know that in the original script this was supposed to be um, yes. a, a callback to Wei Lin? Yeah, I did. But they couldn't get it started out with her. So. That's a shame. Although it's not really much of a role for her, but... Yeah, but it would have been nice. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You'd have enjoyed it more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Bond checks out and Chang hands over a box. It's a ticket to Cuba. It turns out Zhao is there. If you see him, says Chang, say goodbye from us. Good line. And we're in Cuba. Yeah, and he looks like the most British British man on holiday, doesn't he? He does indeed. In, mm-hmm. So Bond enters the Cuban cigar place and asks for some delectados. The man says, oh, what? delectados. Does he say it like that? Yeah. All right. 
The man says they've never made those for years. Bond says he's from Universal Xbox and that the manager should call his boss. He does, and then they make their way to a penthouse-style apartment. Mm-hmm. And this man looks at the passport. He says he thought that Delictados would never be smoked. They are particularly hazardous to one's health. Do you know why? Bond responds that it's the addition of the Valado tobacco. Slow burning. It never goes out. Like a sleeper, the man replies. You, you've really done some work on this, haven't you? So all this was code words to activate the sleeper and for Bond to prove who he is. And I kind of like all this spycraft stuff that's here. Oh, is that what this is? Yeah, I knew you would understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, what, what, are, what the hell are they talking about? It's, it's, it's all like, you know, the rain is falling heavy on the plane. Yes, but only on a Tuesday. And then they know that he's from the government and he's, right. a, he's a sleeper agent that's been living in Cuba for decades and has never been activated until now oh, by Bond, who's asked for these cigars. And those are all the code words proving who they are. I did wonder why he was choosing to help him. Yeah. Okay. Never occurred to me. Oh, this this movie's suddenly gone up in my estimation. There you go. So I kind of like all that. That's that's kind of like a John Le Carre spycraft stuff. Mm-hmm. That you don't yeah. always get in a Bond film. You get some of you the don't. early ones. Yeah, the Connery early ones. You, you had a bit of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Bond says he's looking for Zhao, and the man says he'll check on his whereabouts. And they find Zhao is on an island and he's at a strange clinic run by a Dr. Alvarez. He borrows the man's gun and binoculars and asks for a fast car. And we cut to Bond driving a 1960s convertible. It's a guy's car. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Reminded me of um, Tubbs' car in uh, the first season of Miami Vice. Very good. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Patronising fucker, but... uh... (laughs) Is that the name you, of the car? Yes, patronising fucker. They only made they made a, a small, select few of them. You yeah, know. I can see why. Yeah, patronising fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said that. It's the name of the car, you know. Yeah, so, deja vu. No, do you, do you, that was the name of the other car, right? Looks very similar to that one. Yeah, but, you know, when you've seen it, you think you've seen it before. Mm-hmm. That's just the same gag. He pulls up at a hotel <laughs> and goes to the bar on the beach. And then he sees a rude Africana, Mr. Krug. Oh, is that what he is? I, yeah, I think so. In my notes, I wrote, that's an accent. And he's Afrikaans, I think. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Is it as good as Hardy Kruger's in The Wild Geese? Just as good. Just as good. All right, okay. A waiter goes over to him and tells him his admittance papers to the clinic have arrived. Krug snatches them from the waiter and says, about bloody time. But not in a northern accent like that. I was going to say, I thought he was was Afrikaans, not northern. I wasn't going to do... know he's from Bradford. I certainly wasn't going to attempt to the... (laughs) I didn't really mean to... Mind your own business, love. There was no attempt at any accent, though. It just came out that way. And I wasn't going to attempt to do an Afrikaans accent. Oh, what a shame that we missed that. That would have been good. Because it, it probably sounded like that song from Spitting Image or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame you didn't try it. I, I can't. I'd have to work up to it when you're not around and then unleash it on people. I can't just do it right now. 
I, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't just unleash it on people. No. No. no that's probably not a good idea. Going into trouble last time. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It says, I round up some girls and take them to room 42. Karuk pulls out a gun and points it to the waiter's balls, unless you want to be known as Fidel Castrato. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of good. like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good line. Good Bond's line. listening and uses binoculars to look at the clinic in the castle on the island. And then he sees a woman in a bikini stepping out of the water. This is Jinx, played by Halle Berry, and her outfit is a callback to Ursula Andress's in Doctor No. Yeah, that's nice. But essentially, all, all Bond is at the moment, he's just a guy standing at a bar, staring at a woman in a full bikini with a pair of binoculars. Yeah, sounds familiar, right, pal? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Though. That's the last time I wore a bikini. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Whatever you say about Halle Berry, she just looks very nice. I, I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, she's she's almost um, she's almost unreal looking, isn't she? Yeah. And you know, she kind of looks. Um, I mean, this is going to come out. Like a statue. It's gonna sound wrong, however. Yeah, statue, like a statue, almost, almost like a cartoon drawing. Mm, okay. You know, it's um. Yeah, let's see. Very strong. This one, go on. <laughs> All right, okay. You want me to have a go? No, I don't. Um... Magnificent <laughs> view, says Bond. He offers her a drink, and they banter mm-hmm. with some bad puns and innuendo because that's their entire conversation between the two of them all the time. Yeah. Doesn't he make a joke about he's an ornithologist because yep. of the monocular? And, and she said, no, that's a mouthful. Yeah, which doesn't even make sense. It's a long word, isn't it? Oh, but the ornithologist is a callback to where Bond got his name from in the book. Yes, yes, the book. Yes. Yeah. I got that. Good. I have seen a Bond movie before. I do know some stuff about Bond. That's nice. Anytime you feel like joining in, then, would be nice. It'd be great. Well, you, you've done the you've done all the homework. I can mm-hmm. tell you, you really, really worked hard mm-hmm. on this one. And now they have sex. <laughs> yeah, apparently, this was cut very heavily in the states, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah, apparently they wouldn't give it a PG thirteen rating because they felt it went too far. Huh. I'm not sure what went too far. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's all think. I mean, about I'm sure you studied minute. it. You have to study it a bit more. Yeah, but clearly I can only study the American version. Oh, do you think yours is different than mine then? You just said it was cut. Yeah, but I don't know which version you watched. That's a good point. I didn't actually watch the Blu-ray. I watched the iTunes. Oh, did you? See, I watched the Blu-ray. Yeah, it was easier to see on my computer and make notes. (laughs) When you were hunched over it. Um... Close to the screen. (laughs) Close to the screen, breathing heavily. No, um, no, it, it does go on a bit. So, did it? Did you feel like this scene went on? Oh no! <laughs> Just the right length, as she said. Did you? Did you switch it off after about thirty seconds? <laughs> then had a sandwich. Another sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Next so morning. Oh, okay. Next morning, Bond wakes up alone. He looks out of the window and sees Jinx boarding a boat. She has papers to the clinic because he can see her showing them to the guards that man the clinic's boat. He loves those binoculars that he's pinched, doesn't he? Yeah, who doesn't love a pair of binoculars? (laughs) 
Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not walking into that trap. Don't you worry about that. Okay. After getting dressed, Bond takes a wheelchair to room 32. He knocks on the door. Krug answers and says, oh, "What do you want? I don't need a wheelchair." Bond knocks him out. You do now. Yeah, another good line. Yep. He enters and takes Krug's clinic admittance papers. He puts Krug on the wheelchair and uses the papers to get past the guards at the boat. And they think he's Krug's curer. They do. Bond reaches the island. He wheels Krug along the corridor and sees a guarded section that doctors need a pass to enter. Violently, he pushes the wheelchair so that it rolls down the corridor, hits a wall, and Krug falls out, creating a diversion. Bond enters through a patient's room window, steals a grape, says hello, and makes his way into the guarded section. Now, when he climbed through this window, mm-hmm. there's people in the waiting room sat on the benches, isn't there? They're, they're not in a waiting room. They're in actually patient's room. Yeah. Because there's a patient. Well, the, there's, the, there's a woman mm-hmm. sat with another woman on her lap in the corner. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, it kind of freaked me out because, because I didn't realize it was two women sat on each other's lap. I actually thought it was a woman with two heads. Well, did you think this was, I, this is what the clinic does? Yeah, I thought there was a two-headed woman sat in the corner. I thought, oh, is that something to do with what's going on in the clinic? They're doing some kind of genetic experiments, obviously. So, And then I noticed it was a woman sat on another woman's lap. Uh-huh. And I was a bit disappointed by that. But, okay. Yeah, two-headed woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this movie, wouldn't look out of place, would it? I guess with what not. comes later. Right, you know? that's true. Yeah. Unless she was invisible. Oh, An invisible two-headed woman. What would be wow. the points of being two-headed if she's invisible? Oh, but you don't know which head's then looking at you, do you? That's Treat true. Treat you out even more. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Bond sees a security camera facing a wall. He unplugs it, feels the wall, and finds a secret button. He enters a corridor and draws his gun. Probably not a good idea to have a secret door behind a wall, but then point a camera directly at it, drawing attention to it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Jinx talking to a doctor, mm-hmm. and she's going to have DNA replacement, taking it from runaways and people nobody will miss. It's a painful process, but all great art is, says the doctor. But true great artists are only appreciated after her dead, says Jinx, and shoots him. Bit like us, really. What, dead? I hope that's... A drink you're pouring out. <laughs> no, sometimes these podcasts go on too long. Yeah. No, um, you know, the great artists are only appreciated after they're dead. Yeah. That'll be us. Yeah. I did like the way that she just killed him, though. I thought that was nice. Yeah, right? She doesn't mess around. She doesn't, and she does it again later on in the movie a couple of times, doesn't she? She does, yeah. Mm-hmm. She gets straight to the point. It's my kind of woman. I'm sure it is. She takes it. She gets the point with both hands and deals with it. Is that the best you could come up with? You, you started it was off at the spur of the moment. So I know. good, and then you knew you couldn't go anywhere with it, and it just died. I but I, I didn't give up. That's the more important thing. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So we cut to Bond stealthily moving through a corridor. There's a lot of that in this film. Mm-hmm. Jinx burns her papers, and she checks the computer. When Bond is avoiding the guards and medical staff, he enters a room and hears Korean being spoken. And there's a body. Meanwhile, Jinx is looking up Zhao's file. She knows what he should now look like. 
His body is only halfway through the DNA replacement. Mm. Bond has found Zhao. He taps on the glass the body has over his head, which I like. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a nice touch. Yeah. The guy doesn't wake up. Bond squeezes one of the IV bags, and that wakes up Zhao. Bond questions him. Who is bankrolling his makeover? The same person who set him up? But Zhao isn't as weak as he seems. He jumps up, knocking Bond away. And they have fisticuffs. They do. I'm not too sure about the, the weird slow motion that they keep throwing in. Yeah, that happens a couple of times yeah. throughout the film, yeah. at odd moments. Yeah, I don't understand what, what they're going for with that, because it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do like the use of the magnet, though, that's in the uh, CT scanner. Yeah, yeah, that felt like a Bond moment, didn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Um, Bond grabs a necklace that's around Zhao's neck with a bullet as a pendant, and it breaks, mm-hmm. and he just keeps it. Zhao escapes, and Bond gives chase. Meanwhile, Jinx rigs up an explosive device. She sees Bond. He goes after Zhao, who leaps out of a window and runs to a helicopter. Bond enters the room, but boom! Jinx's explosive device goes off, blocking Bond from going after Zhao. Boom. Yeah. Special mm-hmm. effects. They're, they're free. As <laughs> <laughs> Bond gets up, he sees Jinx's clinic papers on the dead doctor's body. Outside, she runs to the helicopter with a gun drawn. She opens fire, but misses. And it's funny that during all this, it's in, in, actually in behind the scenes, it's freezing and raining. Even though everyone's dressed like it's really warm. Is it really? Yeah, they had really bad weather and they were about to abandon the shoot completely. But wow. then they, she, they were, she well, must have been really cold then. Yeah, and that when she's in the bikini, they had to, she can see her like they immediately since they yell cut, they all come running on with towels and robes and stuff. I bet people were fighting over that job, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Bone goes after the helicopter as Jinx fires into it, but it gets away. Jinx is stopped by guards, but she disrobes. And wearing a bikini, she jumps over the wall and dives into the ocean near a boat. She climbs aboard, and as Bond watches, she waves goodbye. I'm not sure about the CGI dive, are you? There's a lot of very poor CGI in this film. Oh, yeah, there's a terrible one later. He takes out the bullet from the necklace and opens it. It contains diamonds. They do like the diamonds in Bond movies, don't they? Yeah, they seem to, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they are forever. Back of his Cuban contact... We find that the diamonds are from Sierra Leone, and the letters GG in the shape of a diamond are engraved on them. It is the logo of the Graves Corporation in Iceland, an organisation led by Gustav Graves. Mm-hmm. And we cut to MI6, and Falco is annoyed that Bond escaped from the medical facility on the British warship. He orders M to put his house in order because he thinks Bond was allowed to escape. I always liked um, Samantha Bond's money penny. Oh, you did? Yeah, I thought I thought that she did it really well. She she next to Lois Mac- Maxwell, she's been the best one, I think. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But um, this this whole thing with Michael Madsen's character, I I made a note that said, um, "Bloody Americans policing the world." It's not like we ever did that, is it? Oh no. No, we we just we just conquered most of it, and then messed it up. Threw threw it away. Yeah. Threw it away. Bloody Brexit. <laughs> So Bond goes to London, and we get <laughs> London's Calling played. Yeah, it's a bit heavy-handed, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I was trying to think, like, where that occurs in other Bond I don't films. think it does. I mean, they have used pop music before in Bond movies. Yeah, they've used the Beach Boys in mm-hmm. one. And isn't there something in Tomorrow Never Dies when he 
Coast of London. I'm trying to think. I can't remember that one. I could be mixing them up with this one. I know they use the Duran Duran song in uh, View to a Kill as well, don't they? Yeah. The actual song. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I know they use it in the credits. <laughs> is, he, is he having a moment? <laughs> Let's just humour him and we'll just keep going. Is it time for me tea yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, they use, they use the actual song in the movie somewhere. I'm sure they do. Right, okay. So we cut to Buckingham Palace and there's a crowd waiting for Gustav to arrive and we see Miranda Frost for the first time. Ah, uh, Rosamund Pike. Mm-hmm. And the press are annoyed. <laughs> I'll just brush that one off then. Oh, you're going to do She's a good actor. She, she is. She's a fine actor. Mm-hmm. The press are annoyed because they've been waiting for so long. Gustav is arriving by parachute, a Union Jack parachute, a callback to the spy who loved me. Yes, I did get that one. Good. Nice to see you're awake. He lands outside the palace and he's there to be knighted, but isn't even going to bother going in. Mm. The press question about Graves is Icarus space program. It's a secret, but he says it's just a surprise. He's, I mean, this guy is basically Elon Musk, right? He is. I, I, wasn't he based on, uh, a little bit on, um, at the time, he was based on uh, Richard Branson? Yes, that's what I've read too. Yes. Were you, were you trying to urge that out of me then? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you nodding your head. It's like, go say on. Say it, come on, you, say you it. You could do it. You could do it. I do, I do like the fact that um, he plays him. No, we should, the actor's name is um, Toby Stevens. And he plays him kind of like he's almost an anti-Bond, isn't he? Well, he's like, got all the qualities that oh, Bond has, you no, know. No, not like an older woman that looks after him. Not like not an anti-Bond. <laughs> anti-Bond. No, Would sorry. you like a new, like a cup of tea? Would you like a Werther's? Yeah, sorry, I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> no, he's an anti-Bond. He's got all the qualities of Bond, but he's, you know, he's a little bit on the sleazy side, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's he's a little bit too arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. There is a reason for that, because he says later on, doesn't he? But we'll get to that. Um, So the the press question him about his Olympic fencing plans, and he just jokes it off. And then we cut to a fencing match, and Bond Mm -hmm. arrives for a lesson, or he's pretended to, with Verity, who's played by... Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. Bond banters with her. He does. She she says, I see you handle your weapon well. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says, you mean my cock? <laughs> Did <it? laughs> I, I like no, the fact just... that you, you went, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, missus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he ties up her bodice. He does what to her? He ties up her bodice. Ah, right, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out that Miranda Frost is Verity's protege, and she's fencing grave at the moment, and they're both top fencers. But grave only fences from. Yeah, they they build great fences. <laughs> okay. And and you know they they make good neighbors. Because good fences make good neighbors, right? That's what they say. So grave only fences for money, but he's won so much nobody wants to fight him anymore. Verity mm-hmm. introduces Graves to Bond. Graves immediately challenges him to a fencing match. And, and he I, says. He says, have we met before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I, yeah, do you know what? This is the first time watching it. I actually realized that's what he meant because I just never 
You know, you watch something and it doesn't sink in. Yeah. I, spoiler alert. We can't really say this with, without spoiling it, but Graves is actually Moon. He's had the genetic um, realignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. But I'm going to keep calling him Graves throughout the film. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I kind of got this that, that he was testing whether Bond recognized him or not. Oh, I got it more that he was uh, smug. That Bond, he knew Bond wouldn't recognize him, and so he's right. like, he's being smug about it. It's like, oh, haven't we met before? And he's like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> we have, like that behind him. But not, oh, I'd love it if he actually did that for real. <laughs> not in that girly way, you know, in a manly <laughs> way. <laughs> but that's what he's doing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they start to fence, and they're equal in ability, but Grave scores the first hit and the second hit. I'm just going to say, you, I know you, you, you're going to say that Bond offers um, to up the wager, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Now, Bond does this a lot in Bond movies, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder, does he always lose on purpose to begin with? Oh, so that he would... Uh... To push him a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Because Bond offers to up the wager and shows Grace the diamond and says, what about this? Recognize it? I picked it up in Cuba. And this is also reminiscent from the scene in Goldfinger when Bond offers Yurik one of his own gold bars as a wager in the game of golf. Right. Yeah. It's happening a lot, though, now, isn't it, in this movie? Uh, these, these, uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, I know it's an anniversary movie. But, but it's, um, yeah. It's a bit too on the nose sometimes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm only going to list about half of them. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> we'll be here all night. Yeah, we probably will be. Graves is annoyed and they continue to fence. Now Bond draws blood, which enrages Graves, and he wants to change weapons mm-hmm. and chooses SARS. First blood from the torso wins, and then in the distance, you hear a voice that sounds like the man who said he's not wearing a tie. He goes, steady on. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same yes. guy. <laughs> So the fight starts to get out of control with Bond finally cutting Graves and the fight becomes a brawl around the building and they change weapons and the fight mm-hmm. continues into the courtyard. And as Bond cuts Graves' stomach, Miranda Frost steps in and stops it. Graves laughs. Seems you beat me, Mr. Bond. Let's settle downstairs. It's, it's, a, good, um, it's a good action sequence, this, with all yeah. the different swords and the movement through, mm-hmm. through the club that they do. And I watched um, the, it was actually the... speeded up, wasn't it? No. So I read that it was actually that that they they filmed it very slowly and then got the actors to to and then they speeded up the actors afterwards so it looked. Well, I watched the making of and and they show like, you know, not from the real cameras from the other cameras with Brosnan and and it looks mm-hmm. pretty fast to me. They're really going for it because like they're watching it and you see um, the director and as it cuts he just goes Jesus Christ and then <laughs> walks around to um <laughs> because they really went for it. Bleeding Wikipedia, let me down again. Yeah, you shouldn't, you know, fake news. <laughs> oh wow! All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a good it is a good fight sequence. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed this. I really yeah. enjoyed this. So we cut to Gray's writing a check for Bond, and he tells him he's putting on a special demonstration with his Icarus organization, Icelander, that Bond should come along. Miss Frost will deal with the details, and Gustav leaves. Will I have the pleasure of you, Miss Frost? asked Bond, and she icily says, "You'll never have that pleasure." Uh, that, hearing you say those two lines just made me feel quite dirty. Oh, good. Chief, something today, man. 
<laughs> All right from your mouth. No. A courier gives Bond the package containing the key, and I've forgotten who this guy is, but I think he's an Olympic fencing champion. Oh, really? I believe so. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Not, yeah. Um, Bond uses the key to get in the door at the base of London Bridge. He goes mm-hmm. down some metal steps and enters an abandoned tube station. Now, there's probably actually real places like this all over London. Mm-hmm. There's the, a few. The, some of them they the, use that the government filming. uses. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, real sort of right. you know secret service places that 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 are in, hidden in plain sight, probably yeah, most. Maybe. Of the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Em is waiting for him, and he says, "Oh, an abandoned station for abandoned agents." It also reminded me of the um, the setting in um, Skyfall, where they where Bond goes to um, where they have to test him. Yes. Yes. It looked very similar. Yeah, and this also links it to "You Only Live Twice" because Tiger Tanaka mentions that M has a secret subway train. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. M asks for his help, and Bond is annoyed that he was burned, and now she needs him. Mm-hmm. M tells Bond about Graves, and Bond tells her about the clinic. Bond shows her the diamonds from Gustav's mine, that it's a front for conflict diamonds, and they're not really from Iceland. M says Graves is politically protected, and Bond points out he's now on the outside, and so she points out that he's become useful again. Well then, maybe it's time you let me get on with my job, here, Max. And that's the end of an excellent Bond film. So, Paul, what's your opinion of Die Another Day? Well, up to this point, it's been great. Mm-hmm. Loving yeah. it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it is great one movie. of the best ones. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to Retrospection. <laughs> All right, there's another hour yet. And yeah, uh, we're, here we go. The film, yeah, the film's about to take a running jump right over that shark, isn't it? To me, that this is the actual point where it stops like this is the point where up to now it's been a really good bond film it's like two different movies yeah. isn't it yeah it's a, what it's... we've had up to this point and then what we're going to get now yeah absolutely <laughs> completely like... different movies yeah i think that's what um, yeah we'll talk about it at the end mm-hmm. the bond theme plays in as we cut to the mi6 headquarters bond is cleaning his gun and he hears shots firing he investigates and sees a body on the floor money penny shot in the head he sees a man fires kills him other guys suddenly join in bond takes him out and reloads he shoots a terrorist as m bond shoots her then him suddenly q now played by john clee steps through the image turns out bond was training using virtual reality so what do we think of john cleese's q i don't like it i wondered if the script had been written well i guess it hadn't I was going to say, I wonder if the script had been written for Desmond Llewellyn, but then I know that the script was being rewritten right up to the day of shooting, so that couldn't be possible. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's basically just John Cleese being John Cleese, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's not needed or required. It's not, no. I'm certainly glad they went a different way for the later ones. Yes. I, I think it's quite a sticking point with him that he wasn't asked back as well. Well, there's a reason he's crap. <laughs> I wouldn't say he's crap. I, I, I think it's more that he doesn't fit well. With, no, with... It, it's like Desmond Llewellyn turned up to 11. Mm-hmm. And what you need is Desmond Llewellyn turned downwards. I can I can live without John Cleese in this movie. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So he moans about Bond and Bond walks through to the warehouse and we see gadgets from Bond's past that the 
crocodile sub and the jetpack and Rosa Klebs spike boot from Russia with Love. Those are the three I wrote down as well. Good. I'm sure there's lots more in that room. Yeah, I think there is. I think the isn't the signature gun from uh, License to Kill amongst the stuff on the table as well. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. M shows him a bulletproof glass and demonstrates a ring that can just shatter it. And he hands Bond his new watch and refers to it as his 20th watch. That's a nice line. Yeah, 20th film. Yeah. And we've all had a vibrating ring at one time or another, haven't we? Mm-hmm. But I got cream that cures that. <laughs> and then he shows Bond. <sighs> the Invisible. Aston Martin. That's right. Has and he guns. says, you, you, he, "He says you must be joking. He's not kidding, is he?" Nope. That's machine mm-hmm. guns, missiles, mm-hmm. ejector seat, mm-hmm. and a cloaking device. Yeah. 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 There's not a lot else you can say, really, is there? <sighs> nope, not really. I wouldn't mind so much, but it's not really invisible, is it? Um. Right, so that it's makes invis- it. That makes it more realistic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but in, everyone treats it like it's invisible. In fairness, it's they, only invisible if it's not moving. They don't call it an invisible car. What do they call it? There's some phrase that they use. Yeah, some some rubbish. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Um, so there's a knock on M's office door, and <gasps> Miranda Frost steps in. She's an MI6 agent. Yeah, so she's on our side. Mm-hmm. They talk mm. about Bond. Frost doesn't like him. She's a bit frosty about him. She doesn't want him oh. there. Aim points out that Frost has been there three months and found nothing. Frost says Grace is clean, but M knows Bond thinks otherwise. M checks Frost's opinion about relationships between agents. Frost doesn't believe it, especially with James Bond. Yeah, she's very icy, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yep. She's a cool character. I thought you were going to say she's a cool, cool cucumber then. No, why, why would I say cucumber? I don't know. It was a, it, The cucumber thing popped into my mind. Cucumbers usually do, though, with you. <laughs> really? It's a vegetable. Well, Although we've true. established in previous podcasts that I know a lot about vegetables. Yeah, you just don't eat them. You're just a word of existence. Veg- no, I, I, I eat vegetables. Mm-hmm. I eat lots of vegetables. Good. Yeah. I'm sure people give a shit about your diet. <laughs> Giving a shit is very important to my diet, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we cut to Iceland. And yeah, we get an ice palace. Oh, no, we get the Aston Martin speeding to the ice palace. Oh, right, sorry. Don't jump ahead to the ice palace. No. Go, go. <laughs> Let's savour that moment. Absolutely. Eh? So, and we meet Mr. Kill. Well, there's a name to die for, says Bond. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mr. Kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder how many names they went through before they decided on that one in the writer's room. Mr. Yeah. Stab, Mr. Shooting Face. Yeah, like, my name's Mr. Stab. Well, that gets the point across. Yeah, yeah, and they they just went through, didn't yeah. they, various uh, reactions to it that they could use. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, in all fairness, that's how we do it. That's true. And we see yeah. a speeding froster jet skimming across the ice and is slowed down by deploying a parachute. Graves gets out and uh, banters with Bond. Basically, what we're getting here is some willy-waving, which was a rejected name for a Bond villain. (laughs) Willy-waving. 
<laughs> I don't know why that tickles me. But then a willy waving would tickle me, wouldn't it, really? <laughs> it would, yeah. <laughs> so he meets uh, Miss Frost again. Uh, they share jokes. A palace of ice, you should feel at home. But, you know, you know, the villain surrounded by all this ice and cold. Mm-hmm. And we get all these mm-hmm. call- callbacks to other Bond films. You know, yeah. they should have called this film Dr. Snow. I think we're getting into Austin Powers territory there, aren't we? Gold <laughs> member and all that business, Come on. you know. Good one. Dr. Snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's all proud of himself. <laughs> He's doing a little dance. <laughs> Outside, Jigs arrives. Frost shows Bond to his room, and she's still not won over by him. Later, a party is in full swing, and Bond meets Jinx. She's wearing a, a very nice dress. Is she? Yeah. She's not wearing that red leather thing at this point? No, that's later. Okay. That's later. All right. That's later when she's, she's wearing... doing her spy stuff. She's wearing a nice dress. Can you explain to me something about this whole ice palace thing? Mm-hmm. How is everyone not freezing? Mm-hmm. And how is the Ice Palace? Don't Google I can hear you typing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google it. And, and, how, and if it's not cold, how is it not melting? Um, I'm, sure that, I'm sure that this could be a real thing. I'm sure that there are Ice well, Palaces there, out there. There are in Ice the Hotels, right? In mm-hmm. Iceland and places like that. I'm just curious how it would work. Don't how know. you're either not cold and how it and if you're not cold how it's not melting around you are you freezing in a ice hotel no i'm i'm in my living room oh you're asking google okay yeah. <laughs> google music <laughs> Well, this is riveting her time, isn't it? Colin hey, reading Google. They do, it at, they do it at Kermode and Mayo. I know. I was going to use the exact same phrase. Man reads <laughs> things on the internet. Man types on keyboard. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, 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 it would take too long to read through this information and then to come up with an answer. Well, if anyone out there has ever been to an ice palace, or, or for that matter, you know, for uh, an international... Um, supervillain in an ice palace let us know and uh, and explain to us how it works yeah there you go that's enough good uh so outside the vehicle pulls up to the palace and a mysterious figure steps out and we see graves sitting under a face mask type contraption mm-hmm. the figure lifts it up and it's Zhao. graves greets him Zhao asks him if he still feels the side effects and it turns out as you mentioned earlier completely mm-hmm. ruining it the Graves yeah, it ruined is... it, didn't it? It ruined it for everyone. Yeah, Graves is really yeah. moon, and then he didn't die after the waterfall crash, and has had his face changed at the Cuban clinic. I'm not being funny, but the way that that hovercraft went over the side of that waterfall thing, how is he not dead? Well, I believe because it's a callback to another Bond film where Jaws goes over a waterfall and survives. That was Jaws? Mm-hmm. The guy fell out of an airplane and landed on a tent... And he was all right. Gravity has no effect on Bond villains. Oh, right. Okay. (laughs) Is that how it works? All right. Actually, that's true, because that very line is used at the end of the film. 
It is. Now you've spoiled it. <laughs> oh, no, because I didn't say who used it or why. Oh, all right. I don't think you understand how spoiling works. Oh, I, I'm, I know how spoiling works, trust me. Yeah. I've spoiled a few things in my time. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Weeks to clean it off. <laughs> in, in the Weeks? end, I just burnt everything. <sighs> well, I did try. At the party, Frost interrupts Jinx and Bond. She tells them the demonstration is about to begin in five minutes. Graves mm -hmm. steps up to the podium and addresses the audience. He presses a button, and high in orbit, a satellite unfurls giant sails that reflect the sun rays. The ground around them lights up. It's a good old-fashioned uh, James Bond space sequence, this, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. We, yeah. We, in fact, we, 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 we could do with the spacewalk um, music. Over the top of it. How does that go? You want me to hum it? Mm -hmm. um, you hum it, I'll play it. <laughs> How's that going to work? Um, <laughs> I got him a ukulele, I'll go get it. I can't remember where it goes. Okay. That famous spacewalk music, right, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any concept of how late it is here? <laughs> oh, that excuse. All right. I didn't know you can. Doesn't I didn't it, know you it, can only remember music up to a certain time of day. Isn't it something like? Duh, duh. <laughs> no, that's the Imperial March, isn't it? Uh... It's a walk. Of, that's a kind of walk. You are right. <laughs> Everyone knows it. All right, we'll just. I don't leave need it. to hum it. We all know it. We'll leave it there then. Mm. So he presses a button and the light fades away. This is Icarus. It captures the sun's rays and points it to the earth, lighting everything up and creating heat and... Heat. More yeah, heat. I was actually going to say heat and warmth, and then my brain went, no, they're exactly the same thing, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> All those those um, science lessons at school, they yeah. paid off, didn't they? Yeah, eh? yeah. <laughs> so Bond watches them put the control mechanism into a case. And then he follows them in distance and they take it to a secure location. Mm -hmm. He presses a button on his keyring and his car goes invisible and he follows them in the car. Apparently, it makes the car go quiet too. I wondered that. Also, and I also, I also wondered, on, you on. know, the car's driving through the snow. Wouldn't it leave tracks? Also, why did he drive? They're right there. <laughs> I don't understand where he's going. There's no distance between them. Perhaps he just thought, you know, better, better to have the safety of his invisible car. Mm -hmm. mm. Leaving tracks and making engine noise. Yeah. It doesn't have an exhaust. Wouldn't it be like smoke coming out of thin air? Yeah, you'd think so. Mm -mm. I don't Didn't think, think this through no, when they built think, it, did they? I don't think this car works. No. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> no. Bond gets out <laughs> and he searches for a way into the building. He sees a window inside. It's like a, it's like a arboretum. There's plants growing and there's warmth inside. Uh, it's like the Eden Project, mm -hmm. which is where it's filmed. Was it really? Mm -hmm. A mixture of Eden Project and set. Oh, very oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was sincere. I meant right. that sincere. Okay, that was an interesting fact for yeah, me. Thank you. Okay. Did it, did it seem insincere? A little. Oh, I do apologise. Meanwhile, inside, Graves has had some kind of electric firing hand device developed from nowhere. It's a super glove. What, what, what possessed him to build this, and why has it suddenly just appeared? Oh, come on. 
wouldn't you want a super glove? For whole different reasons. <laughs> oh yeah, come on, elaborate. <laughs> what would uh, you use it for then? For doing good in the world. Doing? Who's that? <laughs> so <laughs> Bond though is seen by Gad, and but he knocks the Gad out, but not before an alarm sounds. Two more guards come looking for him. He sees a pressure valve, twists it. Hot steam fires out and knocks the guards over. Mm-hmm. Graves and Zhao see the intruder alight. And as Bond is making his way back, Frost appears out of the darkness, grabs him and kisses him, and says that M warned her that this would happen. I'm not being funny, but he's a bit... In, to, to modern audiences, and I, I know... This was 2002, but it was quite a long time ago. So I can say modern audiences. He's a bit forceful, isn't he? But doesn't she kiss him? Yeah, but she makes it clear that she's only doing it. Oh, and then he carries on. He carries on, yeah. And he's like, she's like, have the guards have gone? And he's like, oh, yeah, ages ago. But but that's a Bond problem all the time, isn't it? Yeah. I think even, even Inspector, they were... Um, there were debates about that kind of stuff going on, weren't there? Yeah, there is. That's true. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's just kissing him to fool the guards, and she says, I know you, Bond. Sex for breakfast and death for dinner. <sighs> I must be on a terrible diet. You're getting neither. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm getting death for dinner. Certainly not getting the breakfast. <laughs> oh, too much information for the listeners there, I think. But, you know... <laughs> He's having a whale of a time, folks. Mm -hmm. Never never been better. Meanwhile, Jinx is making her way through the roof into the temperature-controlled dome. She abseils Mm -hmm. down and makes her way through the plants and the trees. I I like Jinx as a character, don't you? Um, I yeah, but I wish that her dialogue was more than just innuendo and smart alecky remarks. Yeah, yeah, but but that aside, I think... you remember when there was all the talk about doing a spin-off movie with her? Yeah, that's right, there was. I, I, I'd have watched that. Hmm. I'd have preferred a spin-off with the Michelle Yeoh character from Tomorrow Never Dies, though. <clears throat> well, of course you would. No, because I think her character's better. She's not innuendo and just one-line jokey. She actually has... Yeah, yeah, and you, you, you do get the impression from, from her character that she's... Um, She's probably slightly more clued in than what Bond is a lot of the time. Yeah, she does in that film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Jinx is fine, I, and and I'd I'd like to have seen more of her. I'm sure you would. Oh. <laughs> Again, I led you there, and you and you and you went there. <laughs> <sighs> Terrible. Back what a bon- double act, eh? What a double act. Morecambe and Wise. Yeah, one of us is. Which one? Take your pick. No, I mean, are you Morecambe or Wise, or are you both? Um, I'm. I'm Markham and you're you're Canon. <laughs> and Amer- American listeners are what? <laughs> I'm Markham, you're little. Oh, very good. Oh, that's a that's a oh, that's a callback to uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> back, that at, for a while. back at Bond's room, he tells Frost that she's staying the night to make the cover, you know, look real. That's the only reason. Just just that. Now, nothing else. <clears throat> you said that you've used that one before. <laughs> oh, how would that work? Yeah, you should stay in you know, for the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't say it worked. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. Just tried it. He's looking at you like, what cover? What are we talking about? <laughs> she asks him about Korea, and he says he was betrayed. 
that's all. They climb into bed and continue kissing. So how do they not melt the bed? Um, the bed's it, made of ice, right? Is it really? Do yeah, you think? it's made of ice. Everything's yeah. made of ice. Yeah, bed's well, made of ice. What are the beds made of in ice hotels? Ice. Okay, so how do they not melt in ice hotels? That's what I'm asking. Hey, Wouldn't they have melted the bed? Why are you asking me? Because you, you've I, obviously I, done the I'm research. I'm the manager of an ice hotel. Have I ever worked <laughs> in an ice hotel? <laughs> At this point, huh? if you told me you did, I would not be surprised. Well, I haven't, so I don't know. You need to look into it. I want to know how the friction wouldn't be melting the bed. Well, Google it. I'm not Googling anything. It's not the first time you've Googled sex and ice, so... Or ice and sex. Yeah. Ice sex. They're a great punk band. <laughs> I think they knocked Susie and the Banshees off the charts in 1982. Yeah, terrible. Back with Jigs. Back with she makes her way to the face mask device that Graves was using. She lifts it up and finds Zhao. Graves steps in and electrocutes her with his new handy device that suddenly appeared. No, I can't do this. I can't do the joke. What joke? You had a joke? Oh shit! Uh, hold on, everybody listening, get ready for this. Paul's got a joke. We're just gonna need to sit down, sit back. What would you like me to do to help you in this joke, Paul? <laughs> it's not really a joke. Okay, okay, you're not you're not building it up very well, but we'll go with it. Is there anything you would like me to do for your joke that's not really a joke? No, because I did it before and I can't do it again because I'll be reusing it. Oh, well, that's never stopped you before. Okay, I was going to say, what a shocker. There we go. That was worth it, wasn't it? No. Bond gets dressed. Be careful, says Frost, and hands him his gun. He tells her to go back to her room. Now, Jinx wakes up, and she's strapped to some kind of, I don't know, churn device? I don't know how it, mm. you know, Whatever Bond, it is. All Bond villains seem to have these. I don't know where they get them from. Ikea doesn't seem to sell them. They, Paul, they get Paul's from evil chur, evil, evil chur device shop. Evil device shop yeah you can you you, 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 it's it's like um it's like one of those wholesale places where you 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 can only go in and shop if you have a card oh so you're you're only allowed to yeah you've got to be a super villain gotcha you you can't yeah that's where they get them what if you're just a mediocre villain you you don't get in that's harsh don't get in Uh, i suppose you could come in as a guest from from a super villain oh there's guest access yeah they could put your name on their card Yeah, but other than that, they they don't normally let let you have an account for right. those places. Well, you got to have Trump. standards. Well, yeah, you can't let every Tom, Dick, and Harry in, can you? No. Hmm. So Zhao shocks her, and he wants to know why she wants to kill him. And What's you... with the slow motion coat flourish as well that he does? Um, it's not in slow motion. That's just the speed his coat moves at. Oh, is that how it works? Oh, yeah. Okay, I must try that. You know why? Go on. Because he defies gravity, remember? <laughs> yes, there is. I forgot about yeah, that. <laughs> so he reveals the laser cutting devices that he's going to use on her. Lasers. Lots of lasers. You just feel oh, like... I love a laser. Do you? I love a laser in a Bond movie. you got to have a laser in a Bond movie, haven't you? Well, there's a lot because there's another one coming up in a minute from his wristwatch that he uses to cut oh, through yeah. the ice. Which no. is a callback to... Goldeneye. Yeah, well done. 
Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Zal leaves Mr. Kill in charge of killing Jinx with the lasers. Mm-hmm. Bond dives through the ice. He swims to an opening inside the dome and makes his way through the Arboretum. He can hear Jinx grunting. Isn't he using... I'm ignoring, I'm ignoring that one. Do you know uh... what, though? That's what the subtitles say. Grunting? It says Jinx grunts. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Doesn't he use his uh, breathing apparatus from... Um... Oh, here we go. He's delving into the Bond films. He's trying to think I which am. one it was. I, I'll, it'll come to me. He's using his breathing apparatus that I believe he used in... in um, Balls of Thunder. <clears throat> in a couple. He's used it in a couple. Oh, did he? Of, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Was Thunderball yes. one of them? It was. Yeah. Because he yeah. underwater for a lot was, of that, wasn't he? Yeah, it was, whichever film had the long, dull underwater sequences. They, they are a bit dull, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Not as good as the space walking in Moonraker. No, not at all. So, he can hear Jinx grunting, as we said, as the laser approaches. He turns it off, but Mr. Kill jumps him. The lasers are not back on. They start firing beams in different directions as Mr. Kill and Bond fight, and they have to avoid being cut in half by the lasers. This is all right. Yeah, it's good. Bond manages mm-hmm. to switch them off, but Mr. Kill has him, and he's going to stab him. But Jinx has managed to gain control of the laser. She fires it, and the laser goes through the back of Mr. Kill's head and out of his throat. It's a good job he didn't go straight into Bond's face, isn't it? Yeah, it's lucky he wasn't in the way, right? Because mm, obviously he knew what she was planning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Nasty odd. way to go, though, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, of all the mm-hmm. ways to go, that's the worst. I wouldn't say it's the worst. It's up there. With what? With way, worst What's... ways to go. What's the worst way to go? I don't know. Be forced to watch this movie on repeat for 24 hours. That'd kill you, wouldn't it? He releases Jinx, who turns out to be an agent for NSA. Mm-hmm. She tells him that Zhao is in the other room under the mask that he must have brought from Cuba. Bond says that he couldn't have brought it. It must have already been there. It belongs to another Korean, his boss. He's figured it out. So Jinx uses the laser to cut off Mr. Kill's hand so they can use it to unlock the door. It's kind I of like that. That, that yeah. was yeah, that was very brutal. And I like that she came up with the idea, not him. Yeah, yeah. She she's clearly, you know, ready to go that extra mile, isn't she? She she doesn't mind getting her hands dirty. I don't think. Right, oh, other people's hands. Apparently. Other people's hands. Yes. Yeah. So Jinx is going to get Miranda Frost out, and Bond has unfinished business. He does. Grave enters his office and finds Bond over gone. Bond mm-hmm. knows that Graves is really Colonel Moon. Moon taunts him, and Miss Frost turns up. She puts the gun on Graves. When Graves asks if Bond ever found out who portrayed him in Korea, Frost turns the gun away from Graves and points at a Bond. She's the traitor. Yeah. Bond quickly tries to fire his gun at her, but it's unloaded. Now, I like this and I don't like this. I like well, because I've got issues with this okay. as well. What are I, your issues? I like it because he is he's clearly quick to kill her. You know, mm-hmm. he knows he's a traitor. He's slight with her, doesn't care. He's going to kill her. But mm-hmm. Bond wouldn't know his gun's unloaded. Yeah. It's not the first time he's held a gun, is it? Yeah, once he noticed that the weight's different, um, mm-hmm. I just find mm-hmm. that a bit weird. Yeah. 
Is that, is, that? is that the same as your issues? Or? Yeah, I, 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 I did mention the, the gun thing. I thought it was a bit strange okay. that he didn't notice that the gun was, wasn't loaded. Right. Also, th this is kind of what happened in World Is Not Enough as well, isn't it? Uh, refresh my memory. I told you that film was... <laughs> in the world is not enough. Mm -hmm. M is very close to um, the lead female character, right? Who Bond feels he needs to he, he he has a bit of a relationship with, and then it turns out that she's. Um, I know it's slightly different to this, where, but but in the world is not enough. It turns out that she's the big evil mastermind behind the whole, the whole thing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, and he feels betrayed, and he's and he's upset about it. So it's kind of the. The same thing that they did in the previous movie. Hmm. And then we'll do again in Casino Royale. That's true. Yeah. Maybe just Bond needs to Pick stick to... Uh, just stick to the ones that he, he doesn't care about. Right. Yeah. That came out wrong. <laughs> not, not, not good advice. No, you know what I mean. Uh -huh. You know, If he gets involved, it, it, never, it never works out for him. No. And no. the one time he did get involved, she got shot in the face. Yeah. Yeah. So. Graves tells Bond how he won Frost over to his side. And then Jinx enters Frost's room and the door closes behind her. Mm -hmm. Frost owes Bond to hand over his gadgets. Zhao arrives and hits Bond in the stomach and he falls to the floor. Frost gets ready to shoot him, but Bond uses the ring to destroy the ice slash glass, because it kind of looks like glass, but it's supposed to be ice, I guess, yeah. floor. And they tumble down to the lower level. Bond runs while Frost and Zhao fire the guns at him. Bond uses Jinx's abseil car to pull him up to the roof, then attaches it to himself and runs down the outside of the dome. I like this. I like that he's using something that was hanging around that Jinx had left. And I also like the running down the outside. I think that's pretty cool. I think it's always stronger when Bond has to use the environment around him rather than relying on a gadget or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, the gadgets are nice. They're fun. Yeah. You know, but I think they have their place and they have their place more in, in the 70s era. Right. Bond movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see Bond thinking on his feet, I think. Yeah. Bond jumps into Graves' jet land cruiser thing, whatever the hell you call them. I don't know. And from the minute we saw that when it was introduced, when Graves was driving it earlier, you knew that Bond was going to get in that at some point, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And he mm -hmm. speeds away. Zhao reports that Bond has escaped. Graves requests the attendance of uh, the other generals, and he powers mm -hmm. up Icarus to show them a demonstration. He fires Space it. lasers! Space lasers! Mm, always a Bond trope. I love a space laser. I've heard that about you. <laughs> I just love a laser. Uh -huh, I know, you keep telling me. You chuck a laser in anything. Do you, do you remember when Blackpool introduced lasers to the illuminations? Oh, it was mind-blowing, wasn't it? Maybe, but I remember being in the car with my dad and we're driving along and my dad just went, hmm, like searchlights. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like your dad. Yeah, totally killed it. <laughs> Thanks for that, dad. Yeah. <laughs> so he fires it and Icarus locks onto the heat signature of Bond's escape vehicle. The fiery beam chases him, melting the ice in a giant heat fireball. And, and I like the, the like, Graves' lackey, who was, like, timing him earlier, says, hey, boss, he beat your time. Yes, that, that was a nice moment, yeah. yeah. Bond heads towards a cliff. He fires the anchor out, and the speed vehicle plunges over the side. Luckily, the anchor holds and leaves him dangling over the cliff. 
He climbs out and tries to pull the top off the vehicle and get to the parachute. The beam gets closer and the ice cliff starts to crumble. Button now has the engine cowling off but he starts to tumble with the vehicle as the cliff gives away from the immense heat. As the cliff hits the water, a giant tidal wave is caused. But over the top, we see Bond riding the engine cowling and using the parachute to steer. He surfs across the wave realistically. <laughs> I'm not... How, how did this make it into the final film? I don't know. One of the worst things is in the ex Well, not one of the worst things, but in the extras, there's the CGI people talking about it. And I thought <laughs> to myself, wow, I'd be too embarrassed. It's awful. It's some of the worst CGI I've ever seen. I'd be blacked out like I was, you know, a criminal in a, <laughs> in a witness protection program <laughs> video. I mean, I suppose we've got to bear in mind that it's 2002, but I'm pretty sure it looked bad then. Yeah, it did. I remember comments being made at the time. Mm-hmm. But also, they did a really perfectly fine surfing scene at the opening. Why couldn't they just do something similar? I've seen people yeah. surfing with parachutes. That's not something yeah. unusual. So why yeah. couldn't they do something similar? I think it's called windsurfing, isn't it? I, I bow down to your superior knowledge of nautical sports. <laughs> I was going yeah, not... to say water sports, but then I changed at the last second. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Um, I, I just can't understand... The... Aside from from the, the the way it's badly executed, it's just a really stupid idea anyway. I like the idea. Oh no! Come on, it's that he uses it, the cowling to surf and the parachute that's in the machine. What's wrong with it? What what's your problem with it? it it's oh, it's just too much again. Why? <laughs> Why are you shouting at me? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why is it too much? It's it's just, you know, we've we've already had invisible cars now, and now we're getting him, you know, windsurfing down a a, a tsunami. It's just too much. It's too much. We've seen Bond previously using a double base to surf down the side of a hill. Oh, come on, that's that's not this, is it? We've seen him turn skis into a snowboard while... Again, that isn't this. And going across water on that snowboard. It's still not this. <laughs> but you have Sorry, problem. but it's not. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's fine. I just don't like the CGI when aspect did Bond, of it. When did Bond suddenly become superhuman? Are you saying the things that he's done previously have not been superhuman? <sighs> not Abse- to this extent. Abseiling down the side of a dam in the longest not, abseil ever known? Not, this, not to this extent, uh-huh. I don't think. It just feels a bit too much. Flying a fighter jet? Well, you know, normal people can fly a fighter jet, you know. No, usually it's fighter jet pilots fly fighter jets. (laughs) Fighter jet pilots don't then just jump into a tank and sort of become tank drivers. He's an all-rounder, isn't he? Yeah, so he can surf. We've seen him (sighs) surf at the beginning of the film. I can't believe that you think... So so what's the difference between him surfing at the beginning of the film and now? It, maybe maybe it's all down to the way it's executed, but it just feels too much for me. Okay. All right. I could have lived without it. Fine. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go and surf, windsurf down a, a tsunami off the side of a mountain. Just, I think just... you should. We <laughs> 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 get a new host next time. Yeah, your son. Co-host. 
Alright. He sees a small cliff shaped like a ramp and uses it to gain altitude and lands back on land. Mm-hmm. Back at the ice palace, Graves and his people are leaving, but as the door opens, Jink steps in and kicks out. Can I just ask, what happened to all the guests? Well, they fucked off ages ago. <laughs> Nicely put, Colin, but... <laughs> oh, they already left. Oh, okay. That, that, actually, that's a, I never thought of that, but that's a good point. You don't see them leave or anything. It's just an you empty You don't see them palace. leave. They're, no. just, they're just gone. Mm. Disappeared. They okay. left as soon as... You know, it's one of those where they've seen the demonstration, all the drinks been drunk, all the food's been eaten. They're like, oh, well, we're in the middle of nowhere. We should just leave. Party's over. How did they get there? Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no other transport. Yeah, around, but they're all immensely rich. They came in helicopters, planes, and fast cars, and all sorts. I think we needed to see it, though, don't you? I think we needed to see them all leave. You needed to see the logistics of how people arrived at the palace and left at the palace. Just <laughs> half an hour of vehicles pulling up. <laughs> ah, Mr. Bollingworth-Smith, how nice of you. You arrived in your land cruiser. Very, very enjoyable, sir. You know what? You will, you will be It'll leaving be, later. It's better than that bloody tsunami thing, I tell you. Maybe they all left in tsunamis. <laughs> Maybe they're all surfing the other direction. You just don't see them. You're like, you're like you're sat there going, oh, it's amazing that Bond can do this. But it's not amazing. Everybody can do it in this Bond universe. In this Bond universe, I, I, I could completely believe that that's what they're doing, yes. Mm-hmm. In this Bond universe. Okay. The one we're currently in now. Yeah. Yeah. So Frost tells her that Bond died trying to save his own life. Now Jinx is outgunned, and they leave her trapped in the ice palace because the plan is to use the weapon to melt the palace and destroy any evidence. Mm-hmm. It's a good plan. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I quite like it. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> well, thanks for that. <laughs> Outside, Bond knocks a snowmobile driver off his snowmobile and takes the vehicle. You know, I, was, I, I wrote in my nose, how come no one's accidentally walked into that car all this time while it's been parked there? And then someone did, in a snowmobile. Yeah, later. We're not up to that point yet. Oh, we're not up to that yet. Yeah. <laughs> all right, sorry. Bond sees an airliner flying overhead. Meanwhile, our villains are preparing to leave. Bond sneaks towards the palace. He sees guards at the door. With the remote control, he reverses the invisible Aston Martin towards him and climbs in. Using a scanner, he tries to locate Jinx. But as he's watching the scanner, a snowmobile collides with the invisible car. You know, it, it, I can't even be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> what? Alright, I'll do it again. You know, it, it, in my notes, I, I, I actually wrote, how come no one's accidentally walked into this car up to this point, which has been part of the... Oh, and then someone did. Yeah, so it answered your question. So it this did. film is actually, you know, doing the right thing by fulfilling all the questions that you have. Uh, so Zhao watching, I mean, suddenly he sees this guy collide with nothing, and for some reason he gets suspicious. Yeah, you know, I can't see why, can you? Well, you can't see why, it's invisible. Well, you say it's invisible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. Is it? Yeah. Zhao watching orders all his guards to report in, and Zhao jumps into his Jaguar and uses a heat scanner and starts to chase Bond. And Zhao's car is a machine gun and opens fire, damaging the invisibility cloaking device on Bond's car. 
Yeah, so now even the bad guys have got hidden gadgets and machine guns in their cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? It's like a computer game, this, isn't it? Yeah. They chase across the ice. Bond has a 360 and fires missiles at Zal, but Zal fires back and destroys the missiles in mid-air. Meanwhile, Jinx is trying to escape the palace. Zal fires a missile at Bond, sending the Aston Martin onto its roof and sliding along. Bond opens the roof and fires the ejector seat, sending the car back onto its wheels. Mm -hmm. I like this, but I wish it was shot better because you don't actually see the car turn over. You just see Pierce Brosnan wobbling his seat. <laughs> that's true yeah it's some, it's some good wobbling action there yeah i assume because they just they, they looked at it and went how the fuck are we supposed to do that yeah it's it's one of those um can't do it don't show it yeah but it's a cool idea right oh it's a cool idea and this whole sequence is really good but again i think you know i do you get a feeling that this movie's got no control hmm. don't you think uh, we'll see oh wow all right Bond is bang, Zal, and he opens fire. Zal fires grenades, but Bond shoots down with the oozes on his car. He does. Bond collides with Zal, sending him spinning. Now back at the palace, water is starting to drain in because it's melting, and Bond drives his car into the sinking palace. Jinx is trapped in a room filling with water. She tries to break out desperately. Bond and Zal drive around the palace trying to shoot each other. The palace continues to melt. Jinx is trapped under the water. Bond reaches a dead end and slides the car to a stop. Zal sees him. He thinks he's finally got Bond, and two metal prongs extend from the front of the car. Luckily, the Aston Martin's camouflage invisibility thingy is back online, and with the help of some spikes from the tyres, Bond quickly reverses the car. Zhao misses him and flies over the balcony, and his car crashes into the ground, sinking into the freezing water. But oh, Zhao swims to the pool. Driving past, Bond shoots a chandelier which falls under Zhao, spearing him like an Icelandic fish. Like an Icelandic fish. All right. No, I've got I've got some things to say about this. Oh, oh. really? What a surprise! Yeah. First of all, why did he have his car built with two gigantic prongs that come out of the front of it? Um, Almost like he need he knew that he might need them at some point. Wait, are you complaining about a Bond film that has a device that only fits a certain need? You know how that's Bond films work. They work backwards. <laughs> they have a situation. They figure out what kind of device would help Bond out that situation, then they write the script backwards to invent that device at the beginning. I mean, yeah. that's classic Bond. But, but this just felt a little bit silly. So you didn't... Oh, so you're okay with machine guns, missile launchers, and the stuff, but... Yeah, but, yeah, but they're, they're, they're practical things that he could use numerous times. How, how often would you need two prongs that come out of the front of your car? Maybe if you're cooking a giant sausage? Cooking a giant sausage. Oh, right. you, you've got a large piece of uh, camembert. And you need to prong it with your car to pull it out, you know. Uh, is that the first cheese that popped into your mind, then? It was the most comedic name, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always comedy, you see, Paul. Cheddar wouldn't have worked. Camembert, comedic. All right, okay, all right. Um, the other thing that's weird about this scene is... I didn't quite understand what happened at first. Okay. So, what happens is... <laughs> no, let me finish. Let me finish. So, so he... The, the, the cloaking device came back online, and he reversed the car up a slope, and no, then... He um, made the car invisible, then he reversed yes. the car. Zal did yeah. not see the car reverse. He just saw it go invisible. Right, okay. But he assumes the car is still there, 
because he right. didn't see the traction come out the wheels on Bond's car to go up the slope. Yes, that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But aside from the fact that I was confused at first and thought maybe did did the car suddenly suddenly become um, he drove through the car like it wasn't there anymore. Smoking. Yes. All right, but stay with me. Yeah. <laughs> then I thought, no, that's silly. Yeah. Why did he need to become invisible? Why couldn't he, he reverse the thing at the last minute anyway, so that it drove straight off? Why didn't he just do that anyway? Why did he have to be invisible to do that? Because if you watch it, he goes invisible. Then Zhao's driving. If Bond didn't Zhao reversed... think, oh, that car's just disappeared right in front of my eyes? Yeah. And put, and put the brakes on. No, he thought it had disappeared and it was still there. He didn't think it had just moved. Because he didn't think it could go up that slope. Because the slope is ice. Because he had the prongs that came out yeah, of the wheels. exactly. Okay, right, okay. All right, then. Mm. Thank you for explaining that to me. I can't believe I'm explaining the Bond film. Why am I defending to this film? <laughs> I, don't, I still don't like it. All right. I, I, I don't think it works. Up to that point, I'm fine with the chase sequence, but... Mm-hmm. You just don't like that bit. I don't like that bit, no. Because no, it confused you. C- confused is a strong word. I believe it's the word you used. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll give it... All right. It did confuse me, then. All right. For, for a moment. I was momentarily confused. Okay. It happens. You know, I'm getting on. That's true. And we are. The longer this podcast continues. <laughs> Using the scanner, Bond tracks Jinx, who is now drowning. He crashes the car into the wall, draining the water, and Jinx's body lands on his vehicle. He then uses the ring to destroy the windshield of his car, drags Jinx in, and drives out of the palace by crashing through another wall. It carries her to a steam pool and jumps in. He gives her mouth to mouth and revives her slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm not, I'm not sure about his CPR technique. It's a few blows and then a boob rub. It's kind of like your dating technique. <laughs> who, who, knew, who knew you were giving life-saving? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been on a date for a long time. That's true. <laughs> about 20 years. How long have you been married? Let's hope, uh, it's, to, let's hope it's about 20 years. <laughs> We've been together for 20 years. Okay, that's good. I'm going to catch you out on some bad math. I know, don't put me on the spot. I won't. I'm trying to look over on the wall where we've got like a commemorative plaque so I can read the date. <laughs> Is that like one of those blue plaques of people who died? And... It's a bit like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. As she comes around, Bond sees the airliner fly overhead. Later, mm-hmm. Bond and Jinx arrive at the US command in the Korean demilitarized zone. They're taken below and they're greeted by Johnson. M is given Falco a telling off for not re- providing information. It's revealed that General Moon has been removed from power and they are at DEFCON 2. They think enough. Oh, do you remember the days when we were only at DEFCON 2? When they I know, days? I know. Those heady days. <sighs> yeah. I know. So they think North Korea is going to invade with the aid of Icarus. M tells Bond that Graves is in a North Korean airbase. Right where we can't touch him, says Falco. You can't, but I can, replies Bond. Falco doesn't want Bond to go, but M overrides him. Falco tells Jinx to go with Bond. And then we get an interesting variation on a halo jump, don't we? We do, using switchblades. Are they a real thing? Yeah, apparently they are. Oh, right. Because yeah. they look CGI. 
in this. Well, I assume they are CGI here, but they are actual objects. They do exist. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't really strap uh, Pierce Brosnan and Halle, Halle no. Berry. <laughs> uh, as surprising as that may sound, not everybody is Tom Cruise. I know. I know. He'd do it for real. He would. He'd strap himself. He would. <laughs> even if they yeah, I've, heard the, I've heard the rumors. I've heard those rumors. Yeah, even if they didn't ask him, he'd be like, "Oh, I'll do it." But it's not in the script. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the Americans launch a missile against Icarus, but Icarus has automatic defenses and blows the missile away. More space lasers. Hmm. Your favourite. Mm-hmm. On the ground, Bond and Jinx are watching vehicles arrive through a sniper scope. They see Graves, but as Frost and Graves enter a plane, Bond can't get a clean shot. They need to get on the plane. They get through the fence, climb into the airplane through the landing gear. We get we get more shots of uh, Pierce Brosnan running. He's got a funny run, hasn't he? You have to say. I haven't noticed. You've never noticed he's running. No, not particularly. Is it? What's funny about it is that it's a bit stiff. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's excited. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? Yeah, playing Bond all the time, permanently. I just meant the the fact that you're you you know you're working with Halle Berry. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> oh, we've lost him. Come, come, come back to us, Colin. In the plane, Graves orders his father to come down to him. And now he's got a mechanized suit. It's a super suit. Yeah, when did it disappear? Yeah, I know. You didn't know we were in a Marvel movie now, did no, you? No, right? We had a hand and now we've got a suit. Yeah. General Moon does. i got to admit, but when he's wearing that suit and he turns around to the general, it's kind of funny. It is it's a bit just, funny. It's a funny looking suit. I think it I think it would look better if it was a full suit and not just that bit that he wears at the top. Yeah, it's those go- goggle eyeglass things mm. that amuse me. You see, this is weird because I hadn't watched this movie in a long time, okay? Why? And we'll get to that <laughs> at the end. It, it'd probably been at least 10 years since I watched this. And, um, wow. I, I have a memory, a real memory of this suit being a lot more impressive than what it was. Oh, really? I, I don't, almost like a, you know what the, the mechanized Lex Luthor suit looks like in the comics? No. It's like a full on metal suit with mm-hmm. big like, boots. Like an Iron Man thing. Yeah. And I thought that's what was coming. Ooh. And then I see this and I'm thinking, well, that's not what I remembered. No. It, it it was it was very disappointed. <clears throat> I can imagine it is, yeah, yeah. Mm. So generally, it's weird, that, it's weird that I had that false memory of it, though. No, it's like you built up the film in your mind to be better than what it <laughs> actually is. Well, I had to, really, didn't I? I guess. So General Moon doesn't recognise his son, but when he recites something that Moon taught his son, he realises that it really is him. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Bond and Jinx make their way through the aircraft and they take out two soldiers with Jinx using a knife to the guy's throat. Yeah. I actually wrote in my notes, knife to the throat. <clears throat> well, it's nice that you've written something. Back with the villains, <laughs> General Moon reaches out to his son's face. My son, what have you done to yourself? Graves activates Icarus. Come, watch the rising of your son. Good line. Quite like that. Yeah, it's a nice line. The heat beam rips through the defences at the 38th parallel and clears mm-hmm. the minefield to make a highway for the troops. Mm-hmm. Graves and Moon watch the ground burn away. 
Grave Stats then, talk- then what happens, Colin? <laughs> Grave Stats talked about crushing Japan, and Moon realizes, by heck, my son's crazy. Does he? <laughs> yeah, he does. Really? Yeah, it's wow. Cool. That was Korean for you. By is that what we're doing? Yeah. Korean accents are all northern. Yeah. No. By heck, my son's crazy. E by gum. Be back. <laughs> Blooming nuts. Aye. Aye. General Moon grabs a gun and points it at his son. Meanwhile, Jinx has knocked out the pilot and taken the controls of the plane. Bomb. She, she's she's a go getter. Yeah. She's taking she's taking charge. Mm-hmm. Is that it? No, I, I just had an interesting thought. Bond oh, does... Bond... Like, well, let's just sit back and enjoy this. And... <laughs> Bond doesn't really do a lot in this movie, does he? I think that's one of the complaints about the film and also the the publicity for it because they made Jinx his equal. Yeah. Yeah, because they're standing side by side in the in the posters, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. And... and um. Would you say that at this point Halle Berry's probably a slightly bigger star than what Pierce Brosnan was? She won an Oscar. Yeah, but she won it. Yeah, but no, because she won an Oscar during production, during filming, so they wouldn't have known this at the time. Right, okay. Um, But I think it's also a trend that was appearing because don't you think that Michelle Yeoh is the equal of Pierce Brosnan in Tomorrow Never Dies? Yeah, but in a different way, in the, at least in that movie, they both have stuff to do together. They have to work together. Right, because the hand cost through some of it, and then yeah, yeah. But in this movie, I think I, I I get the impression that they were struggling to find things for Bond to do because they gave it all to her. Interesting. Which Maybe which I... is fine. Which is fine. Not a what? problem with it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut up. But. <laughs> But at least, you know, in a Bond movie, you want to see Bond do stuff. Right, it's not called Jinx. It's not called Jinx, no. I'd, I'd watch a Jinx movie, don't get me wrong, I really would. Mm-hmm. I know you would. I'd watch it several times. Mm-hmm. I know you would. Yeah, but um, I want some more Bond in my Bond, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a bit of Bond. I do, mm. I do like a bit of Bond. Bond heads closer to where Graves is. Graves doesn't believe that the general will kill his own son, but Moon says his son died a long time ago. Graves grabs him, electrocutes him, then shoots him. As you do. I do, I do like that Graves is he, he is a full-on, old-fashioned, um, maniac Bond villain, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's one, old school. Yeah, we've not had one of those for a while. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they tried it with... Um... Carver in uh, yeah. Tomorrow Never Dies. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but, the only one. I, I was thinking more in, 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 in terms of, of recent Bond movies. We don't get that anymore. No, I don't. I hopefully we'll get one in the next one. Well, you know, with, with the things that are <laughs> happening in the world, it, it's kind of relevant again, isn't it, really? Apparently the villain in the new Bond film is supposed to be Russian. Is he? I was wondering. He, he, could, he should be American, really, shouldn't he? Don't you think? Well, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean with Trump being so topical at the moment, it would be interesting again to, you know, because Bond jumped on the whole Rupert Murdoch thing with um, Tomorrow Never Dies when that happened. Um, that was a big story. And, and there's no bigger story, arguably, in the world at the minute than Trump. So 
You make you you make a villain a Trump-esque kind of character. I don't think Bond would do something that's so divisive. Because they they like to play it safe, but it I would mean, be interesting. Yeah, but I mean, you don't you don't get to make a billion dollars worldwide by being divisive. Oh, yeah, that's you know. Look at but Marvel. can you imagine Bond going up to going up against someone who's actually in the public eye, possibly a world leader who who is divisive in the world? You know that that would I mean yeah that would make an interesting movie. Bond steps out to shoot. <laughs> Nice typo. Bond steps out to shoot Bond. That's a, that'd be a strange film, wouldn't it? That, that would be an. That would certainly be a surprise ending to the film. Certainly would. To Bond steps out, he shoots himself in the head. Yeah, Bond. Steps Gra- out. Graves is like, oh, that's different. Oh, that, yeah, well, that solves yeah. my problem then. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Bond steps out to shoot Graves. The guard sees him and knocks the gun away. The bullet goes through the glass, depressurizing the plane. A hole mm-hmm. is ripped open and the Korean guards are sucked out into the sky. The plane rapidly loses altitude as Jinx fights with the controls to pull it out of its dive. As she manages to stop the plane from crashing, Frost steps through and presses a sword against her throat. I do like the fact that she took the time to not only stop off and get her sword, but to put on her favourite sexy murder outfit as well. I think she was wearing both. Anyway. Well, she had that underneath. First of all, that's a weird outfit that she's chosen. It, it is. It is. It's just a bit of cloth that covers her boobs, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's odd. And uh, why is she carrying a sword with her all the time? I mean, I know she likes fencing, but there's yeah, a time and a place, right? She, was, uh, she likes fencing so much, she's carrying loads of wood panelling around her with her. Yeah. I mean, I like chocolate cake, but I'm not constantly carrying a piece of gato around with me. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I do. <laughs> Bond and Graves fight each other, and Frost tells Jinx to put the plane on autopilot. She does, but makes her heading towards the Icarus beam. Meanwhile, Why is she below... talking to her? Why is she talking to her? Just stab her. Because... Problem solved. It's a Bond film. Yeah, but I'm... This is what they the, do. I, as you pointed out to me in a previous podcast, these characters don't know they're in a Bond movie. Ah, but these do. What? <laughs> You're stuck <laughs> now, aren't you? <laughs> get Does out not the, compute. Get out Does of that one. Com- <laughs> I, I mean, uh, why does she not stab her? Well, first of all, she has to put the plane on autopilot because if you just stabbed her, Frost can't fly a plane. Yeah, but once she's done it, just stab her afterwards. You yeah. have to have a dialogue with her, do you? Yeah, but that's, I don't know, it's one of those things. You just have to oh, you know, Just let it slide, Paul. Stop being did you so learn picky. that in Screenwriting 101, Colin, did you? Stop being so <laughs> oh, It's just picky. one of those things. You wouldn't moan about this if it was a Marvel film. Too busy enjoying it. You, you know, you're only, you're only picking on this because you don't like this specific film. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? No, we're supposed to be enjoying life, Paul. Well, since when? <laughs> since podcast... I didn't get the memo. When was that? <laughs> since whatever podcast this is. Which reminds 40. me... 41. Is this 41? This will be 41, That's yeah. so annoying. Why? Well, it. why didn't we do this as number 40? It's the 40th anniversary film for Bond. Yeah, well, we... We're so... We, we suck at this. Do you know that? <laughs> 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 
We'll do something special for 50. Yeah, we'll probably do the 55th Bond film or something <laughs> stupid like that. <laughs> no, we're, we're, I've, I've got ideas. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Watch I, this space. I am not wearing cling film again. <laughs> again? <laughs> but you loved it so much the last time. Yeah, I couldn't breathe for the first half hour. <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Again? Gone a bit weird. <laughs> only for you. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, only for I me. Know. No, yeah, oh no, it was a right the first time. Got that, around. In. Got that yeah. in. Meanwhile, below, M and the others watch the devastation approach them. The plane starts to head into the beam, knocking everybody over, and Frost and Jinx fight. Jinx throws a knife, but it misses Frost and is embedded in a book, while Bond and Graves are also continuing to fight as the plane is ripped apart. I can read your every move, says Frost. Jinx picks up the knife that was embedded in the book and stabs Frost with it. Read this, bitch. I do think the fight between Jinx and Frost is a lot more satisfying than the Bond-Graves fight, I have to say. Is that because you like seeing two women fight? No. (laughs) Oh, so you think it's better staged? Yeah. Elsewhere, Graves electrocutes Bond, and as he lays on the floor, Graves throws the extra parachutes out, keeping him warm for himself. But Bond pulls the ripcord of Graves' parachute, which sucks him out of the plane. And as he hangs on, Bond presses a button on Graves' suit that electrocutes Graves, losing his grip and sucking him out into the plane's engine. That's the worst kind of sucking. It is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have some sucking. You don't want to be sucked through an engine, do you? No, not unless you're greased up. Even then, that's going to hurt. I mean, it wouldn't be like being sucked through a, a dish of blancmange, would it? Did you have blancmange in a dish? Like a well, bowl, right? A dish bowl? Oh, it's semantics now. We're arguing semantics, aren't we? Yeah, that's what they do on the British Bake Off. They argue about semantics or whether it's a dish or a bowl. Oh, don't don't start pissing off those British Bake Off viewers. We might have think, a few listeners. What do you think the Venn diagram is of British Bake Off viewers and uh, podcast listeners? Very small, but there could be an overlap. You don't know. It's true. All right. Yeah. You, you can never tell about these people. So here's the thing. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> put, it, put it away. <laughs> Graves is then sucked into the engine and killed, right? Mm-hmm. The Icarus weapon stops. What? Because what? he's connected to it. Oh, is that why he's connected to it? Yeah. It's in the suit? It's in the suit, yeah. Fantastic. That's all I needed. Marvellous. The film's better than I thought it was. Right. Better every time. <laughs> As the plane disintegrates around them, Jinx and Bond get into a helicopter that is in the plane's cargo hold. The cars that, that are in there start to slide out the back and plummet to the earth. The mm-hmm. helicopter slides out at the back of the aircraft and falls through the skies. Bits of the planes chase them. Bond tries to start the helicopter as it plummets. Jinx sees a diamond in the back of the helicopter at least we'll die, Rich, she says. Finally, the rotors kick into gear and they skim the ground. And I like seeing mm. the shot of the cars sticking out the ground. Yeah, they would have been completely destroyed, though, wouldn't they? They wouldn't just stick in the ground. <laughs> yeah, but it's funnier. Wait, no. It is funny. The, the ground's marshy. It's all wet and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. I'm still not sure. Okay. So, but I have to say, though, what other Bond movie did the end of this remind you of? Uh, the ending reminded me of uh, Living Daylights. It did indeed, because in that movie they um, they escape from the back of an airplane in a in a, in a jeep, don't they? Mm-hmm. Another callback. Another. Call- Do you think that's what they were doing? I think so. 
calling back to to a Bond movie that uh, wasn't very well received at the time. I think they called back to a lot, most of the Bond films at various stages in this one. Okay, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I never. I don't. I just. I, I. I wouldn't have thought that they'd done any callbacks to any of the um, Dalton movies. To be honest. Mm, well, I think you'll find you're wrong. I, I, I just would have thought that maybe they'd, they'd like to, to brush all that away. I don't think they really. I don't think they're embarrassed about any of the Bond films. You know. Not even this one. To be fair, no, because this was the biggest grossing Bond film. Up oh, I, I, I've right seen on. the Broccoli's apologise for this movie. Have you? Oh, yeah, but Barbara Broccoli admits that she misjudged what she thought people wanted. Can you provide me the citations? I read it on IMDb. Oh, okay. (laughs) Later, Bond arrives at MI6 and is greeted by a money penny. She adjusts his tie and they kiss. She pulls him onto the desk and they kiss passionately. Q walks into the virtual reality room and finds money penny having virtual sex with Bond. I hate this scene. You know, you know what? It's a favourite scene only, in the film. Tell me. No, 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 no. Not only did she, obviously, she programmed this then. Uh, but the logic of it is yeah. weird. But, so not only did she program a sexy time with uh, James, but she also programmed herself typing files on the real case that they've just had, which I presume she typed in reality before. Okay. You didn't understand a word of that, did you? No. That washed that washed over you, that did, didn't I'm it? Trying, I'm trying to figure it out. Was it in English? So she she's sitting there mm-hmm. in this virtual reality simulation. Right. At the start of it, she sat at her, at her desk, finishing typing up the reports about the mission that Bond has just been on. Yep. But this is virtual reality that mm-hmm. she's that she's programmed to have sexy times with James Bond. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I presume that she's already done this in the real world, typed up these notes, but yet she also included that in the program. Yes, because then that makes it real. That Feel makes real it real. Her. It feels real okay. to her because she, it starts off as being something that she normally does and then goes into you know her imagination of what she wants to do. I just thought it was very, very thorough. Or... That's money, Penny. Yeah, she is. There's no reason for this scene. Uh, actually, the only reason for this scene is because Money Penny is only in for like. Uh, is she in previously in this film? What scene is she in? Yes, she was in it earlier because I mentioned her. But she. But that's it, right? Yeah, I, I thought that the only reason for this scene was so that we could have the gag, where um, John Cleese says it's rather hard, isn't it? And she's mm, very. Yeah. I, I think it, I, you know what I think. I think you're right in a way. The scene isn't the so much for her it's to give john cleese another scene another comedy moment okay yeah maybe but it, it could have been caught no oh there's no need for it at all no, no. so then we uh, cut to bond and jinx and they're in a remote mountaintop surrounded by diamonds and oh. uh they kiss and then we get end credits and we get a funky version of madonna's song uh you're missing out though the fact that this is this is this is Pierce Brosnan's final scene as Bond, and, and what do we get? Uh, we get over the. You don't see what's happening because the, it's a long shot of the cabin, mm-hmm. 
and then you get some innuendo about putting it in and how long it's in for and then when they cut to the inside it turns out that he's got a diamond in her belly button and then we have end credits thankfully Mm -hmm. so paul you've kept it quiet so far people can't tell one way or the other i've been on the fence haven't i you have absolutely what do you think of uh dying of a day well you know i hadn't seen this in quite some time about 10 years as i said earlier mm-hmm. uh on the one hand it's nowhere near as bad as i remember it okay the first half is is pretty good actually i, I like the opening and i like the idea of bond being held captive for 14 months and he's tortured and, and you know it's it's an exciting premise mm-hmm. um but the film could have done something with it it should have done something with it you know how, how would it change him would it change him would he be affected by it and I know you say, oh, it's a Bond movie, we can't do that, but we could have done it a little bit, I mm-hmm. think. But then we get the second half, and it reverts to sort of sub-Roger Moore routines with constant jokes that start to really grate on you in a way that they never did with Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. Over-the-top set pieces that are really badly executed at times, like the CGI tsunami thing, and, and don't get me started on the invisible car. Brosnan's got some good moments in it. I mean, he's fine. He's perfectly fine. He's got some really good moments, actually. Halle Berry's always watchable. And as I said before, I'd like to have seen a lot more of Jinx. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You even raised an eyebrow then in a very Roger Moore-like way. Yes. But I just think it's really unfortunate that this is Pierce Brosnan's final Bond movie. You get remembered for what you did last, I think, sometimes. And it's just a shame that this is it. Wait, you do? Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm sure we'll do more than this episode. Oh. It's a real low point, I think, for Bond, this this movie. Um, so so do you think it's, uh, in your opinion, the worst Bond film you've seen? It's not the worst Bond film I've seen now. It's the worst Bond movie to be released up to this point. Oh, so you hate Quantum of Solace more than this one. Yes, I do. Okay, so. Yeah. It's funny how um, I guessed which one it was. It's funny how you guessed, yes. Oh, I don't know how. But I didn't hate it as much as I remembered it. I found things in it that that, that I liked, mm-hmm. but it's still not good. So it's a miss for you, then? It's a miss for me, yeah. I saw this film at the cinema, hated it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it numerous times since then, and I've disliked it each time I've watched it. But I came to the conclusion that the first hour up to the point that I mentioned is actually a very good Bond film mm-hmm. and then it goes to pieces but I've noticed that every time I've seen it I've liked it a little bit more I've started to kind of concentrate less on the flaws and more on the positives can I ask you a question then are there any no. other Bond movies that you've done that with what about Moonraker, which is which is one of the most derided ones, but everyone loves it? I've always liked Moonraker. It's entertaining. So have I. Yeah, so, have so I. Not, no. No, that's never happened with any other Bond film. Okay, I just wondered. I've gone the other way on some of the Bond films. Okay. I feel bad for Piers Brosnan because I think he is a better Bond than the scripts ever gave him chance to be. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. I don't think this is the... <sighs> See... I'd kind of rather watch, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I would rather watch this one than the world 
is not enough. No, I disagree with you. Man. I find the world is not enough just to be long, dull film. Oh, okay. No, I, 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 I would rather watch World is Not Enough mm-hmm. to this, I have to say. All right, and I appreciate that's that. Not, that's not necessarily saying that I think The World is Not Enough is a great movie, because it isn't. Mm-hmm. But it's better than this, surely. I find this more entertaining than World is Not Enough. I just found that one dull, uninteresting. Nothing. Yeah. I don't, like, if you ask me, <clears throat> name the set pieces in The World is Not Enough, and I, and I think, um, isn't there something with some helicopters with some SARS? And that's it. I'm done. I can't think of anything else that happens in that film. If you'd say to me, oh, what happens in Die Another Day? And I go, well, there's a fluffing invisible car and there's an ice palace. But and you're remembering it for surfing. the wrong reasons, though, Yeah, but at you? least I'm remembering it. That's so, something. So do, do you think you're enjoying it more for, for its um, silliness? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm enjoying it because it is a stupid film. But it's half a mm. stupid film because the first half is a good film. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's it. At least that's something I'm getting from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I enjoyed the first half as well. I Yeah. I think Halle Berry's also had done by because she's better than the dialogue that she's been given. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Rosamund Pike is good. Yeah. I think Toby Stevens is good too. Mm-hmm. Madonna's awful. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. Yeah, she's never the greatest actor we've ever seen. There's no reason for her to be in the movie anyway. I mean, the question we always ask at the end of every podcast is whether it's a hit or a miss. And no matter how much I suddenly come around to liking Ferris Pats of this film, and I like Pierce Brosnan's performance in it. Mm -hmm. But I've always liked his performance. I think Goldeneye, he's very stiff and unsure of what he's doing. Tomorrow Never Dies is when he becomes like really comfortable and there's a scene in that film that won me over and it's a stupid little scene like people would be like why but this is tomorrow never dies yeah in that film this is the scene that won me over he's fighting um some henchmen in a small room and he picks up a glass ashtray yes another scene And, and you can see him like feel the weight of the ashtray as if to say yeah this would be good and, mm-hmm. I lo- and I love that little touch that he puts into it, and that's what yeah. carries me through. Yeah. Like, and I was like, yeah. okay, so he's... And so this also carries through to this film as well. He's, mm-hmm. He seems really comfortable in it. Oh, yeah, he's completely relaxed in the role, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. Yeah. So he sells and it And I think him. he had more bonds in him, to be honest. Yeah, I think he could have done more. I think he would have... Mm-hmm. I think I could have seen him in Casino Royale. In certain parts of it, not all of it. No, no. I, I mean, you can't you can't imagine him in the scene where he's getting his knackers hit with a with a bit of rope, can you? Actually, I was going to say I can't see him in the scene where he runs through the wall <laughs> <laughs> because Pierce Brosnan's Bond has the sophistication and the suaveness of previous Bonds, whereas but not Dan- the physicality. That no, Daniel, Daniel Craig's Craig Bond is just a thug, basically mm-hmm. in a suit. Mm-hmm. No. But that—that's how they refer to him as, as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's how M refers to him as. That's how it's changed. But mm-hmm. is this a hit or a miss? No, it's a miss. You know, I can't—I can't argue that point. All right. So that was Die Another Day. It was. So what are we doing next time? Next time we're going to be doing the John Carpenter classic, They Live. Oh. But is it, or is it a classic? We'll—we'll we'll see. Yeah, it is. Anyway, that's the end of that podcast. <laughs> that's, no need to listen, folks. That saved us four hours of work. <laughs>
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we haven't done a John Carpenter film before. We haven't, no, and I think it's interesting that we picked They Live. Why? Because, you know, we, there's no point doing Halloween. Everyone knows that's great. There's no point doing The Thing. Everyone knows that's great. But They Live, oh, I don't know. It could go either way. That's true. If you'd like to suggest a film, then you can reach us at retrospection at email.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Retrospecky and on Facebook, too. And if you'd like to listen to the themes and songs, but possibly not the ones from Die Another Day, then you can find them on our Spotify playlist. I will include it. You have to. If you'd like to help us keep our old episodes online, then you can sponsor us at Patreon dot com forward slash retrospection and thank you very much to our current patreon supporters uh, your help and donations are greatly appreciated yeah they're going straight in the back pocket beer money paul beer money if you like <laughs> <laughs> well they keep our servers running they do. They thank do. you for listening and downloading goodbye bye